I'm Ben, as always I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And today we're going to be doing Chernobyl Part 2 where we'll finish off the tale and the aftermath and all the horrible things that went on after. And that was a phone. I'm sorry. Already. Already. <laughs> Literally. 30 seconds in. 19 seconds in. Uh, sorry. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Let's uh, start with uh, some of the top cities that have been listening to us this, uh, this week. Sao Paulo in Brazil, thank you. Somewhere in the Dominican Republic, can't pronounce that one. Bogota, Bogota, Bogota in Bogota. Colombia. Bogota, sorry. Dagobah. Dagobah. Podgorica, Montenegro. Wow, Islamabad, Pakistan. Big Spring in Texas. Cordoba in Mexico. Quezon City in the Philippines. Krasnodar in the Russian Federation, seems ironic this week. Somewhere in Indonesia, well done. A few from the Philippines, like that. Thank you, Philippines. Mexico City, Santa Ana, Costa Rica, and Flint, Michigan, back to the top. Thank you, everybody, for your support. Yeah, absolutely. 13 listens in Mexico this week. It's not bad. We're yeah. going. Yeah. Let's start with some weird news, and this will take us sort of 20 minutes, half an hour. Just some random stuff you found on the net this week, thought we'd have a laugh about. Mm. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. What's up first then, Mike? Metal thieves, not metal thieves, <laughs> just metal thieves, steal a railway bridge in Russia. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. They don't mess about, do they? They no. don't. A criminal case has been launched in Russia's Arctic region of Murmansk after suspected metal thieves made off with a railway bridge. Local prosecutors say the unknown perpetrators removed a metal structure 23 metres long and weighing 56 tonnes from the bridge, oh, its wow. main central span. Where the fuck did they... Have the they, time? Yeah, and where did they take it? How did they manoeuvre it? 56 tonnes? They must have been... Doing a lorry? Very, a lot of lorries? Yeah. There must be some very noisy equipment involved and... Do you know what I mean? Somebody must have had to turn a blind. Or is this very remote yeah. fucking... It's not just yeah. some guy oh, on the off chance thinking, you know, no one's about, no. I make that bridge. He didn't, <laughs> it's, it's been planned. He and... didn't sling it over the back of his fucking donkey. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, no, his yak in the yeah. Arctic Circle. <laughs> I'm guessing there were trucks involved and pneumatic drills and all kinds of... There must have been a crew of people. Well, this is probably yeah. an old Soviet bridge, and while the Soviets weren't very good at building uh, nuclear reactors, they were not bad at building bridges. Did he just... Uh, oh, I see. You're you know, it was all built it. to last, wasn't it? Right. Apart from your nuclear reactor. But it's disused. Right. So it's located in a remote forest near the abandoned settlement of Okhodbyskaya, possibly, <laughs> <laughs> around uh, 100 miles south of the regional capital of Murmansk. The tracks were lifted up, so it's just kind of there. Oh. Well, uh, fair play to him then. Yeah. It's not as if some train's going to come along in the morning, then, is it? Go. Doo, 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 doo. Oh! 
Ghost Splash. <laughs> Thomas isn't going in the water there. <laughs> oh, bother, said Thomas. Down the mine, what a joke. Bless him. So, yeah, so it's a kind of a victimless crime. Well, they, they bought it down, apparently. There's still part of it resting in the middle of the river, so they bought it down and then took it apart. Ah, well, fair play to him. <laughs> I like this, the Russian Russian writer said, Ah, who cares, this isn't Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Despite the apparently spectacular nature of the theft, the damage cause is estimated at only 600,000 rubles, which is $9,000. Oh. Oh, well. Yeah. It was worth a go. <laughs> the theft of metal objects by thieves interested in their scrap value has long been a problem in Russia. In 2017, a 10 centimetre long Soviet era anti aircraft missile exploded at a recycling centre, <laughs> apparently after being sold for scrap. 10 metre. 10 metre. Yes, yeah, sorry. 10 metre long. Well, that looks a bit missile y. That looks a bit missile y. Do you think we should get somebody to look at that? Yet. Yep, it's metal. I sell the fucking thing. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> At least it wasn't a nuclear anti-aircraft missile. Yeah, that yeah. would have stuck. That would have... Imagine, just like you say, probably was literally just a rocket-shaped rocket and then just sling it with the rest and it yeah. was just thrown, yeah. like dropped from a crane into a pile and then it blew up and they're like, oh, I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. <laughs> He's, that bit actually worries me a lot because like, how much stuff have they got gone missing? Mm. If they're not missing... An anti-aircraft missile, anti-aircraft missile, Soviet yeah. era or not, mm. that's the kind of thing you should keep locked up, isn't it? Or and definitely have a list of how many you've got yeah. and well, serial numbers. And yeah. Stuff. If you've got to have paperwork for your car, one could probably argue that you should probably have paperwork for your anti-aircraft missile launcher you think as well. So? Yeah. This is our launcher. We've got 50 missiles, so say 49. Yeah, it'll be alright, this isn't Germany. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, it. <bucket. laughs> Same country that lost their nuclear briefcases. There is that, yeah. They've got, they've got a bit yeah. of a history, haven't oh, they? Wow. They do have a history of losing things. And they let Chernobyl blow up. But more on that later. Isn't there oh, it's that Bond film with Piers Brosnan where he's, he's mm. infiltrated the arms dealer market? Mm. And uh, they're like, oh, wait, that's a. That's a Soviet nuclear torpedo right there, because they're going to airstrike it uh, and take out all these arms dealers in one go. And he's like, oh, that's going to set off that. Hmm. And, they, and I think it's Judy Dench's M turns around to this Russian guy and goes, can't you people keep anything locked up? Fucking <laughs> 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 great. Oh, bless him. Yeah. Well. So there you go. They're stealing bridges in Russia. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh yeah, it's only 600,000 rubles. Yeah, but still a fucking lot of money. Still a bridge that's not In, there anymore. That's it. Well, lock up your bridges. Lock up your bridges. <laughs> lock up your anti-aircraft missiles. Yeah. Well, you fuckers. <laughs> and your briefcase bombs. I don't care if it's only a megaton. I don't fancy going off next to my face. No, me either. <laughs> okay, moving on. It's more, a bit more light-hearted. Aussie bloke in underwear chases off intruder with didgeridoo. <laughs> How Australian can you get? <laughs> there probably aren't many of you with the balls to chase off an intruder, and for good reason, let's face it, but I'll bet there are even fewer who'd be able to do so while stripped down to your undies. Well, if I'm in my undies and I'm going to chase him off, I'm in my undies, aren't I? <laughs> you know, there's not much I can do about that. I'm not stopping to put my jeans on. That's exactly what one brave Aussie bloke in Adelaide did, and he even armed himself with a didgeridoo, just to add to the already brilliant visual image you all have. In fact... 
Oh, there is a video. Oh, it's a reenactment. It's just him reenacting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he put his trousers on this time, though. I don't know why they've got to reenact him running down the street with a didgeridoo, but they have. Kim A. Brooke had been awoken at around 4am after hearing noises inside his home in Fulham Gardens. After bravely going to investigate, A. Brooke came across an intruder who was on his way out of the house, which is when A. Brooke grabbed a didgeridoo and chased him out of the property. Police arrived shortly after and set up condoms or cordons. Sorry, cordons. <laughs> <laughs> There's just some condoms up the, up the trees and the <laughs> Police area, mate. Can you not see the condoms? The condoms are clearly on the tree, mate. Do not cross the condom line. I like to think that they're yellow with police line on them. <laughs> maybe they're used to destroy yeah, maybe, people. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Bloody used, mate. Don't touch those. <laughs> Well, sorry. From Adelaide's most dirty brothel. <laughs> yes, the police didn't set up condoms, they set up cordons <laughs> in the area. Where the suspect, a 32 year old man, was later found by a police dog called Nero. Yeah. yeah, good stuff. According to Adelaide Now, the man was allegedly in possession of a wallet in cash which had been stolen during the break in. He was then arrested and charged with aggrieved, uh, aggravated serious criminal trespass and theft. There we go. Well, it's just a shame he didn't get twatted with a didgeridoo. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. I thought, wow, fantastic. Boo. Do you reckon if you like bludgeoned his skull in with it, it would be making that noise, like the air going through it as you're bringing it oh, down onto his right. head over and over hand again? Right. You beat him to death with it, then you hold it over him, and his escaping soul passes through <laughs> the didgeridoo and plays a death note. Yeah. Now that's fucking metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh well, for the next album we make, if anybody's willing to be beaten to death by me, Ben and Mike, and three didgeridoos so we can record the sound of your soul escaping through one, please email us. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to need that consent. <laughs> yes, we're going to need you on video giving that consent. Yeah. And written. And we'll also need you to meet us somewhere in international waters. Yeah. Sea world, sea land. What's sea land. No, no, I don't know if that's self-rent territories, unless murder's legal. Uh, they may take, well, just give them some money, I suppose. We're definitely going to do sea land one day. We just need to hire a boat, go in the middle of the ocean and do it there. No, I mean, we're going to do an episode on it because, like, They've like tried to people have tried to invade him and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. They yeah. just fought them off with guns. <laughs> we went off on a massive tangent about it in one episode. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good good on this uh this uh, he looks like a bit like my dad but in better condition and and wielding a didgeridoo, so good luck to him and they I wouldn't mess with him. No. It's nope. an impressive beard he's got. Yeah. Okay, oh, Okay, I'll do this one. <laughs> Wyoming man, quote, from the future, warns about alien invasion, gets arrested. Well, the police are in on it, don't they? Uh, uh, fucking shills. A Wyoming man told police that he travelled back in time from the future and had come to warn the Casper... Who are the Casper? I don't know. Had come to warn the Casper about a pending alien invasion. Police responded to a call about a man claiming to be from the future at around 10.30pm local time and found Bryant Johnson, 27. Oh, Casper police, Casper is the uh. alien. Casper police said in, in an affidavit that he appeared to be under the influence, you're telling me. <laughs> when he spoke to the police, Johnson said he was actually from the year 2048, claiming an alien invasion would take place next year. 
He told residents to leave as soon as possible and demanded to talk to the president. Of the town. Oh, of, of the town. Only <laughs> <laughs> called mayors. Probably. So he's in the future, Mike. It's all changing at uh, that point. And he's really high on drugs. <laughs> I want to talk to like the, the, the top the top guy in the t- like the president of the town. <laughs> you know. Like fuck it, you mean the mayor? No, the president of the town. <laughs> Fucking knobhead. <laughs> anyway, take me to your leader is essentially what he's yeah. saying. Prick. Let's go with that. So cliched. Anyway, he would talk to no one else other than the town president. Officials quoted Johnson as saying that he was able to time travel with the help of aliens. Presumably not the aliens who've invaded us. Well... <laughs> Some other aliens, presumably. So, is he a fucking deserter and he's joined the other side? He may have done. Is he like Arnie? Is he Italian? <laughs> <laughs> is he like the T-101 in Terminator? He's been reprogrammed by the Resistance. So this human's been reprogrammed and sent back in time to save some other alien. I've lost it. Yeah. So, to um, warn us all about the impending You're saying invasion. he's Kyle Reese, basically. Yeah. But yeah. I hope not. But he's working for the aliens. Or some other aliens. We don't know if these are the same aliens that have invaded. It could be lots of factions. But anyway, the officials recalled him saying that he had to stand on a pad and that the aliens filled his body with alcohol. <laughs> oh. But they had sent him to the wrong year as originally planned. Oh, they fucked it up. Oh, bloody aliens, can't trust him. Dear. Johnson had watery red eyes and slurred speech, police reported in the affidavit. And he smelled of booze. Mm. Well, what do you think then, Inspector? <laughs> well, my deductive powers are telling me. <laughs> this guy is tired and needs a good night's sleep. He needs to lie down. Yeah. An initial reading of his blood alcohol level came in at 1.36, almost twice the legal level to drive. Still not that much, though. I bet if you tested me and Ben at certain nights, we'd be... We'd be... 18 times ben over the break legal. It. <laughs> ben would break the fucking machine. Reading. Would yeah. explode. I <laughs> the needles would melt in his arms. <laughs> I am hurt. Quick, get this man alcohol. <laughs> I'll just have one more. <laughs> oh dear. He got really ill once because he got some blood in his alcohol stream. <laughs> <laughs> Dad jokes. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so. This guy was fucking slaughtered, essentially, and he thought he could get out of his... Hang on. There's a twist in the tale. I was about to rip him a new one, and Mike scrolled down, and it says... Oh, it's a different dude. Yeah, it's another article. Well, we'll stick to the first one. He's a pisshead who tried to claim that aliens filled him with alcohol in order to make the time travel work. (laughs) Probably preserves him. Yeah, and he wants to talk to the town president. I've been really drunk in the past. Me too. At one, no point have I ever been so drunk I'm claiming I've come back from the future to war everyone about an inv- alien invasion. Do you think there might be something else in this system that they've not detected? Mushrooms, perhaps? Possibly. Uh, Psychiatric drugs that you should be taking yeah. but isn't? Yeah, he's just a pisshead, isn't he? But one of these days, one of these stories is going to turn out to be true. Yeah. Here's the problem, it's like the boy that cried wolf though, isn't it? We've got so many of these fucking attention-seeking nubheads who claim to be from the future, right? And they... So when somebody does come back from the future to warn us, we're all just going, oh, it's just another fucking internet bellend. He's <laughs> like, no, I'm telling you the truth! Oh, it really the truth? Oh, yeah, yeah, get in your cell, and then the alien nukes will fall. 
and he'll be there in his cell, right? Fuck, told you. Fuck millions. Yeah, fuck this guy. Well, I think that concludes. Yep. The weird that, news. Yeah. Right. We'll uh, we'll move on to the main thrust of today's topic. Oh yeah. And uh, I have to start with a correction. Last week's episode, we went through a simplified version of how the reactor blew. Right. The versions that we watched didn't mention anything about a gas build-up. And so I thought I would correct us and go through it again very briefly. And lead us on. It's worth remembering. It's worth going through it again, how it all went tits up. Basically, they want to run a safety test on Reactor 4, the one that exploded. It's been running at half power all day because the people in Kiev said, can't drop it any lower than that. We need that. So the test gets passed on to the night shift, who don't know how to do the test. Worse, the, the instruction book saying on how to do the test mm. has got bits crossed out in it. Redacted. Even the instructions were redacted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were actually ringing people up saying, do we do this bit? This bit's crossed out. Are we doing that? You're not privy to that information, comrade. <laughs> Europe might die. <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> Yes, I just quoted the rock. <laughs> so if the test hadn't been delayed, what was it, 10 hours, was 10 it? 10 hours, yeah. May not have occurred? No, but the thing is, well, yeah, because the day shift were probably a bit more experienced. I mean, all these guys in the control room do, remember, mm-hmm. is keep things at a steady steady output. Yeah. The donkey goes too low, they up it. Goes too high, they drop it. You just exercise control Keeping it over the reactor. Ticking over, nice and safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this and Diatlov, who was in charge, obviously he wanted a bit of promotion. He was after the top, after the next step up. Yeah, ambitious, 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 and didn't really seem to give too many fucks about the people under him who weren't exactly clear on what he was doing. In fact, he just kept telling them to hurry up and stop procrastinating. Mm. That was used. That's testimony. He kept on telling them to stop procrastinating. You're being, you know, get on with it. Would you like? Very quick factoid on procrastinating. Uh, officially in the English language, a female procrastinator is a procrastinatrix. Wow. Yes, and mm. I live with fucking three of them. <laughs> <laughs> make a decision! <laughs> and you never procrastinate. <laughs> no, I just make rash, bold decisions. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and deal with the fucking consequences when they blow up in my face <laughs> afterwards because I'm a fucking man. That's true, that's how we roll. A silly, silly man. But I fucking don't stand there for ten minutes dithering, do I? Yes. Do or die. <laughs> and it's usually die. <laughs> Back to Mr. Dioltov, the ultimate procrastinator. No, he just kept telling, telling, oh, telling everyone else that he, yeah. they were procrastinating. He was obviously God's gift to nuclear engineering. He was the ultimate... Uh, Once we found the room, he was. Well, it, he well, was God in that room, yeah. effectively. But, but he didn't know his, his machine very well, did he? Because if he did, he... W- well, Did no, any of them know that it had problems? No, nobody knew the floor, you see. It was right. Yeah. Nobody knew that running it so mm. low would produce problems. And that problem mainly is that as uranium reacts and produces heat, it produces a new element, which is z- xenon gas. Mm. Or xenon. Xenon gas, sorry. And when the core is running normally, it burns it away. Simple as. It's yep. fine. But because the reactor's been held at half power for 10 hours, the xenon didn't burn away. It built up. It started to poison the core. It chokes the reactor. Now, when they're doing this test, the reactor goes down to 30 megawatts. They've virtually stored the reactor and its output. 
205 out of 211 control rods have been withdrawn. Right, so that's the stuff that's stopping, should be controlling the speed and power output. And xenon poisoning of the core means they can only get the reactor back up to 200 megawatts. Right. The computer recommends they do an emergency shutdown. Mm. The Atlov decides, well, the computer doesn't know we're running a test. Mm. That's why it's saying that. I'm cleverer than the computer. Yeah. <laughs> also worth pointing out that none of the guys in the pump rooms and the pipe rooms knew a test was going on. Because huh. then pipes started to fucking jump when they yeah. decided to kickstart things. So the xenon dies away as the unchecked reactor now surges. They drop in the AZ5 button, which is a shutdown button, mm. which drops all the control rods. At this point, the shutdown system has a fatal flaw because this is the flaw with the reactor. Because the graphite tips are, high, are the ones that make the uranium start dancing and reacting faster, mm. there at the very tip of the rod, the rest of it is boron. That's slow, so as the tips, you know, reactor rods are lowered in and out, controls the speed more graphite on show, faster reaction. Mm -hmm. This actually increases reactivity as the rods are dropped. The problem is that all the water that's left in the reactor turns to steam. Mm. That then blows the control rod channels, locking the graphite tip rods in place and not the boron bit. Mm -hmm. So basically, it endlessly accelerates the reaction. Oof. Now, it's meant, reactor 4 was meant to operate at 3,200 megawatts, standard sort of thing. The last reading they got out of it was beyond 33,000 megawatts. Hmm. Yeah. So the energy spiked, didn't it? And Basically, yeah. It turned it into a, a nuclear bomb, a thermic reaction with the steam. As a... Yeah. And it went boom. And the shit literally hit the fan. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. The steam hit the fan. Yeah. <laughs> And it all went the a bit shitty, steam. shitty steam. Shitty yeah, steam. The shitty fan. The shitty fan. <laughs> you don't want a shitty fan. <laughs> you don't want a shit in a fan. <laughs> Stop flicking it on people's faces. You don't want that. <laughs> no, you don't. It's actually one of my favourite sayings. You know it's a good day when the shit hits the fan and you have time to duck. Hey. <laughs> uh, so, let's go crack on. That's my little correction. Let's move on to the main thrust of the story. Right, so, now as we left Chernobyl last time, the miners had just gone in underneath the flooded, into the flooded basements with no radiation protection and had opened the valves allowing the pumps, allowing the, uh, the water tanks. Miners? Sorry, the, um, the divers. Divers, yeah. Divers had gone in, sorry. Miners come next. <laughs> miners as in people who dig the earth, not children. I was going to say, we're talking about Chernobyl, not yeah. the uh, Catholic Church. <laughs> or the British government, but even so. Or British television stars from the 1970s. <laughs> Probably now as well, in all fairness. Yeah. Got my eye on so Schofield. <laughs> <laughs> but as we quite happily found out at the end of last week's episode, yeah. those three those three divers survived. Yeah, they were heroes. Yeah, absolutely. Saved countless millions of lives. Well, they died like all humans do, didn't they, one of them? Two are alive. Mm. Yeah, but he didn't die immediately in the immediate aftermath. No, the, uh, they they told him you're gonna have a week to live yeah. probably, and they didn't manage to survive. I assume they were just immediately fucking airlifted out of there and straight to a hospital. And mm. they were, yeah, yeah. Just pause for a sec while I open a supermarket own brand lager. 
Are you doing you the co-op? Have you hire and you just advertise their lager now? Well, the generic own brand lagers are available. It's probably the same as what I've got. Well, yes, since you asked, Ben, it is co-op lager. I've been drinking the premium one, actually, guys. Oh, mm. I'm drinking the Swedish cider company. The Swedish cider company? Elska. Yeah. Wow. I, I bet on. nobody in Sweden actually drinks no. it. No. <laughs> it's from Aldi, so... I love you, Aldi. I love Aldi. I've got Carlin. Hey, good old Carlin. No way you're feeling patriotic. No way you are with Carlin, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. Ten cans of Carlin. Funnily enough, that's what I've got. Carlin, where's me darling? That's it. Ten cans. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bottle of Star of Praman for that continental, <laughs> continental visage. I used to get hornier the drunker I got, but now, unfortunately, as I'm nearly 40, I just want to go to sleep when I'm drunk. Yeah, I find that. <laughs> nice sleep. <laughs> I'm just going to go and pass out to a <laughs> Couple of beers does nothing for the libido anymore. Nope. It just makes you want to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. It used to make me want to, like, you know, ah, I'm drunk, let's do stuff. With no shame. Yeah. No, There's no. There wasn't any shame in drunken sex. Yeah. You just, I'll oh, do fucking anything. Here. And now, uh, yeah. now I have to be sober. Yeah. I mean, not saying that you know it's not nice to go wild. <laughs> anyway, right. So Roll. they have tipped in. They mm. managed to get the sand bore on lead, five thousand to six thousand tons of it. Yeah. To cover over the reactor. That was that sort of weird helicopter game we mentioned last yeah. episode, where they've got to try and. Release it without getting too close to it and let the wind, hope that the wind... <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, so we had to go in downwind, upwind of it and hope mm. the wind did the rest. Fuck it. Yeah, so the core is now covered with sand, borne and lead. But although the amount of radiation leaking has decreased, it is still leaking. Mm. All that's done is stop the, melt, stop the core belching out a lot more than it was. Right. The core itself is still around 2,000 degrees. Mm. That's the fucking heat of this thing. This poses a problem which the Glazov, who was the main Soviet scientist in charge of this operation, was only too aware was going to happen. He's like, basically he said, look, this is the way to stop it burning and to stop it belching out twice the amount of radiation the Hiroshima bomb did every, every hour, but that's going to create its own problem. Right. And the problem is that the sand, boron and lead have turned into a type of lava. <laughs> Because right? there's still 2,000 degrees of heat burning in the centre uh. of this core, there's a chance that this lava will burn its way through the reinforced concrete floor... Mm. Into the water table. Into the water table, contaminating rivers and the Black Sea. That's the bit of the sea between sort of the Crimea and Turkey, that little, in that little sea there, which it's feeds into the Mediterranean, which in turn feeds into the Atlantic. They would have to change the name to the Neon Sea, wouldn't they? They just, would. Yeah. <laughs> just so I can get this totally clear in my head, you say it's the bit between Turkey and... Crimea. Where's Turkey? And where's the Crimea? I don't know where Turkey is, but where's the Crimea? It's that little bit of Russia that sticks out right at the bottom and right. Turkey's sort of across the, the sea okay. from Okay. It's that little bit in there. So when we had the Crimean War, Charge the Light Brigade, you know, you right. know Iron Maiden fan. I know the song. You know yes. the song, so it's good enough for me. Yes, smell of acrid smoke and horse's breath. Mm. As you plunge on into certain death. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Yes. 
The lyrics are silly, but it's a great fucking tune. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> Man, it's not silly. You take my life, but I'll take yours too. Well, no, because it's... You fire your musket, but I'll run you through. I love that. You try fucking running someone through after you've been shot by a 50 calibre musket ball. Could, easy. Actually, saying that, a lot Did of people it? didn't die from wounds in that in those sort of wars. Did it like, Hmm? I imagine it was Yeah, infection. they died of infection after, but there was this one French general, I think he'd been wounded like 15 times by various musket balls and sabres and survived it all. See, so did the guy in the song. No, he didn't. He did yeah, shot one of them though, it'll shatter your leg, it'll yeah. shatter the bone. Yeah. Easy, I did it last week, I completed war. Completed it, mate. Done it. Finished it. Easy. Fair enough. On the hardest setting. Wow. Top score, mate. <laughs> Played Call of Duty, he's like, Top score. <laughs> so, what they did. Mm -hmm to prevent this meltdown happening, was they drafted 400 miners. Right. Coal miners. Now, coal miners are a bit of an unusual breed in Russia. Everyone is in Russia. <laughs> no, no, they were an unusual breed mm. because they kind of had a power right. over the Soviet government. Because okay. if they went on strike, mm. whole country's going to stand still. Mm. They were known as being a bit belligerent, a bit sort of uppity. Okay. But a bit precocious. The point is, it's like what they have to say, well, look, if you don't do this, then this is going to happen. They're like, well, all right then. Mm. So they had to dig a tunnel, which was 168 metres in length, 12 foot underground, build a vast chamber underneath the reactor core by hand. They weren't allowed to use mechanical digging tools because that might upset the earth above them, right. which would just plunge the stuff straight down anyway. Yeah. They and couldn't have burn in, in, in atomic lava. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They couldn't have fans because right. that would kick up the radioactive dust. Quite hot down there, I imagine. It was very hot down there to the point where most of them were naked while they were doing <laughs> it. Because they give them the cotton suits. The, That's so right? hardcore. Yeah. yeah. There's a great bit in the series where the, the head miner just walks up to him and they're like, there and he's just yeah. completely naked. <laughs> what do you want? Yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, and he's like... He's like, what, why are you naked? He's like, we've got our hats on. We've got the hats on. And he's like, the boots. But he, they, they, he literally turned around to them and said, look, is it going to do anything? they're like, nah. Uh, nah, it isn't. Because uh, there's a good bit in the show as well where uh, they, they get the head of the miners in and they explain what needs to be done. Mm. And he's like, looks at their sort of, little sort of uh, respirator masks and he goes, do those work? And they're like, to a point, he goes, bollocks to the word you be wearing them. Yeah. Switched on. Mm hmm? Well, he's he's a miner, he, he knows about gases building up underground. Mm. One of the biggest threats of a miner yeah. is a building up gas, isn't it? So he hit the canary down with them back yeah, in the day. Yeah. So they had to dig a tunnel, clear a chamber, and put in a heat exchanger. Mm. Now, a heat exchanger is just a fancy word for filling that hole with all of the liquid nitrogen in the Soviet Union. Right, okay. I couldn't get a figure on that, but all of the liquid nitrogen in the Soviet Union. And what's so that, that meant to do? That would immediately, that would cool it immediately. Think of the um, the T one thousand getting blasted by the liquid nitrogen; it would just stop it dead. How do they keep it cool? It's they just react to the heat. It's, so it's how do they it's, keep it's, the it's that... nitrogen a liquid? Because I mean, it's a gas at room temperature, isn't it? I suppose that's why it's called a heat exchanger. Yeah. But I'm confused. So what are they planning to do? Just having something cold underneath it will hopefully cool it, or are they wanting it to fall through into the night? They wanted to hit the. It's either keep it cool, or if it does go through, yeah. it's just gonna fucking stop it dead. Right. Why don't they pour it on it? That's. I don't know. 
Because you've got to fucking throw it down into the hole and... Because right. I'm still still reading from last week's revelation that the nuclear fire will burn for thousands of years. Yeah. So liquid nitrogen ain't going to stop that thousands of years. It was just the best plan they had, I think, more than mm. anything. I suppose if they haven't really thought this through and, and really planned and weren't prepared for disaster at any stretch, this is a lot of thinking on your feet. Yeah, like but this some is really complex yeah. fucking issue. But you've got to ask the question: Why the fuck were these built with not without a contingency plan? Well, because Arrogance. this didn't happen. Yeah. Mm. As we human, said, the quote of the week. Human, there's always going to be. I mean, I know there wasn't a lot of health and safety in the Soviet mm. Union. In the, you know what I mean? But it's like that massive flaw of not knowing that it couldn't handle being run at low power. I suppose back then they weren't using. God, I'll show my ignorance now, but this was in when, 1970... 1986. 86, 86, that's right. Were they complex computer models that they were able to run all these scenarios through? No. You know, I mean, it's it's strange, isn't it? Like, it was... Uh, it's just a, a series of human error, like, and a really bad sort of serendipity, do you know what I mean? Like, it had this flaw... But it was all running fine because nobody, they didn't have a reason to run it on low power, did they? Because you want it running at a decent Yeah, you want it level. running at 3,200 megawatts and that's right. kind of it. So it's all down to this, well, we're going to really test everything. And, and the floor was exposed. But even not having a floor, even without that knowledge, you'd still like to think, well, somebody thought to themselves, what if? You know, what are we yeah. going to do if... But I don't know whether people at the time, whether their attitude was, look, this is the fucking safest way. You can't fuck this up. They're designed, they're built, they're, they work. I don't know. It's just... It's amazing, isn't it, that it was literally no... I hope there are now. I hope this completely oh, yeah, yeah, changed, they, they changed the whole yeah. nuclear scene. Well, eventually, they yeah. were still they were still operating with the floor mm. for... 20, years 30 after? years? Yeah, I mean, the, the last the last RBMK reactor was one of the reactors at Chernobyl. I can't remember if it was one, two, or three. Mm. Shut down in 2000, although that had probably been a mm. change, had its floor changed. So what, are there safe ways of switching off, shutting down it? Yeah, that, the, that AZ5 button should have just mm. brought it all to a stop. Right. That's the, it's the emergency stop button on a nuclear reactor. That's the best mm. way. Lowers yeah. the rods in and it stops the reaction, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. Or, because or it minimises it to a minimum amount. But because it was stop it entirely. But. Because it was full of water, because the pumps weren't on, mm. that just superheated all the steam and yeah. accelerated the reaction. And I, a little snippet I heard in the documentary I watched, I don't know how much this would have helped, but the roof wasn't built out of fire-resistant materials because they couldn't get hold of it, mm. so he just used what he, had, yeah, what he could yeah. get hold of. Cheaper. Yeah. Just like Grenfell. Built on time, quick, yeah. Poor bastards. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's worth pointing out that Western nuclear reactors had, mm. weren't running, weren't, didn't use this system of producing nuclear power, yeah. and also had safety structures built around the reactor. So if it did blow, mm. the radiation wouldn't escape. Mm. Soviet ones didn't, and they cheap. Had, because they were exactly because they were cheaper to build. They were Soviet. Yeah, fucking communism. Um, that tunnel wasn't actually needed. They never needed that heat exchanger. Right. It didn't melt through. But sadly, one in four miners had their lifespan significantly shortened by... So out of the 400, 100 died yeah. young. 
of cancer and various other radiation associated diseases. I mean, they're pretty much fucked anyway because they're miners. Yeah, yeah. yeah and on top of that. Yeah. Oh. Now remember, like, the guys I've got a choice with this though, and that's the thing. You got, you got to put yourself in his shoes. Can I just say, there's a bit in the in the series, isn't there, where he says, the miner go asks asks the question. He says, "Will my men be looked after?" Mm. And he says, "I don't know." Does he mean like afterwards? Yeah. 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 Will their families be looked yeah, after? Will they get help? If they can't work, what mm. happens? Do you know? We're kind of trying to save the world here. Can we get some? Uh, do you not think? Expendable, mate. Really? Expendable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the sad truth of it. This is what the Soviets are good at, though, isn't it? Yeah. They're good at throwing bodies at a problem. Yeah. That's how they won the Second World War. Uh, they just threw a shit ton of bodies at the problem. And then changed the photographs afterwards. Yeah. So nobody knows they're dead, like they did with the, yeah. the space program. It's funny you should mention that because that is pretty much what happens at the end. Mm. Now, Legazov knew there was a 50 50 chance of this happening. Mm. So if he doesn't do it and it happens, he's damned. Yeah. And if he does do it and it doesn't happen, he's sent a hundred miners there early graves effectively. What do you do? You've got to you've got to go with the, the worst case scenario, haven't you? Hi ho, hi ho, it's after the nuclear lava we go. <laughs> with a shovel and stick and my exposed dick. Hi ho <laughs> There's nowhere on earth I'd like my dick exposed, I know that much. <laughs> naked Gotta keep my pants on, sorry, I just hit the microphone with a piece of paper. What's left of the core? It's called the elephant's foot, because right. apparently that's what it looks like. Okay, that's a brave photographer. Too. Yeah, you can only be in there for like three hundred seconds up again, a bit please. Three hundred seconds. Yeah, oh, shit, Matt. It's not many minutes. Is no, it? Uh, but two and a half minutes, something okay. like that. Once the nuclear fires were finally controlled, workers scrambled to contain the invisible dangers of the failed Chernobyl core. The concrete beneath the reactor was steaming hot and was breached by solidified lava and spectacular unknown crystalline forms turned Chernobylites. Huh. With the help of a remote oh, camera. That's a great name for a band. The Chernobylites. Atomic Steve and the Chernobylites. With the help of a remote camera, an intensely radioactive mass was found in the basement of Unit 4, more than two metres wide and weighing hundreds of tons, which they called the elephant's foot for, for its wrinkled appearance. This so-called elephant's foot is a solid mass made of melted nuclear fuel mixed with lots and lots of concrete, sand and core sealing material that the fuel had melted through. It's located in a basement area under the original location of the core and in 1986 the radiation level on the elephant's foot was measured at 10,000 rutagens per hour and anyone who approached would have received a fatal dose in under a minute. After just 30 seconds of exposure, dizziness and fatigue will find you a week later. Two minutes of exposure and the body cells will soon begin to hemorrhage. Four minutes, vomiting, diarrhoea and fever, and at 300 seconds, you have two days to live. Oh, don't go there. That's probably the most dangerous thing in the world, isn't yeah. it? I'd imagine so, yeah. This is where we should that send... That was ten years after the disaster, that photo. How about this, then? Pedos. Put them in there. Yeah, and the worst of the worst. I suppose it'd have to be mass murderers and pedos. Send them in there for 300 seconds and then just let them wander around while they fall apart from the inside and like <laughs> their fucking guts fall out through their arsehole. Interesting. <laughs> I think it would put them off, wouldn't it? You're going to put that live. <laughs> <laughs> so when that photo there that we're looking at was taken 10 years after the disaster, right. it was only emitting one-tenth of the radiation it once had, 
but still 500 seconds of exposure would prove fatal. Wow. The elephant's foot. Yeah. We'll just move on a little bit to, this is where they start the cleanup now, the liquidators. Mm. Now basically, the entire area, and at this point there was only a 30 kilometer exclusion zone, because that's, they just decided there didn't need to be any more. And they move in over the course of the next few months, over 600,000 people rotated through. Soldiers, civilians, army reservists, air force reservists. Are they volunteers? No, they were conscripted. Guys they just called back from Afghanistan. They had to basically cut down all the trees, burn them or bury them, and then turn over the top metre of soil yeah. to bury the radiation. Yeah, okay. I was just going to say, wouldn't it still find a way? Would it move down or up or somewhere, or would it just stay? Well, they're hoping it's just going to sit there. Yeah. <laughs> they were called liquidators. Mm. Seems quite ominous. Apparently, it's a bit of a different meaning in Russian. It doesn't sound as ominous. Hmm. Well, it's, isn't it like the people that come in when your business has failed? <laughs> yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. <laughs> Take all the desks. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so but they took trees and soil. They took and trees bodies. and soil, and, <laughs> and they got they made they had the job of making sure that all the civilians were out because there were still some sub and fuckers that wouldn't leave. Mm. They had to kill all the livestock, yeah. and some roamed the streets of Pripyat shooting pets, nice dogs and cats because mm. they're irradiated. Yeah. They well, if they get out of that exclusion zone, they're taking that radiation with them. That's yeah. the worst bit of the show that was, mate. Yeah, oh, actually, that's you. the one point in the show when I nearly turned the episode off when they had to shoot the dogs, oh. and it was like wow, and especially the puppy scene, which fortunately they didn't uh, oh. go into too much detail with. Oh, I think that's the worst job. I, I yeah, and you may mind you're in Pripyat, you got no radiation gear on. Yeah. In the show, they had lead cod pieces. Effectively, they were taking the lead out of baskets yeah. and basically just wearing them like a jockstrap. Fuck it. Well, we got nothing else, but at least our nuts are all right. Oh dear. Yeah, they had no radiation gear. Just, I mean, I've got yes, the face cancer, but be bollocks are all right. <laughs> what a job that is! Imagine, <laughs> imagine the government coming and saying, "Right, we've got a job for you. What's that? You're going to go into a radiated zone and kill pets." Oh, yeah. shoot me! Hang on a minute. <laughs> And the worst of it was that the dogs, the, fuck out of the dogs would approach you oh, yeah. because they're domesticated. Yeah. They, they want feeding. Mm-hmm. When they when the people left, mm. like one suitcase, leave the pet, you'll be back in a bit. Oh. So you've got thousands of dogs. There's still dogs there. Mm. They didn't shoot them all. Still people. Uh, well, allegedly. I I've seen documentaries and there's a few yeah, more women like farmers, still living. Yeah, there. I saw that. They're still there. I don't know how old the footage was, but I saw this years ago before we were researching mm. this, and they yeah they've refused to leave. They fish the water and stuff like that, and die young, I'd imagine. Bro, I well, don't know if they're. I think they were like in their eighties, and they're like yeah. we're not moving, are we? Yeah, I remember it. it was an old sort of picture the old country Russian woman with the mm. thing tied round her head, it. and like you know she looked like your nan or something, but in Russia, yeah, just I'm not going. Just got a yeah. bed and mm. a bit of a kitchen. She might be dead now, and they've lived probably, in, and they've lived in that farm for their entire lives. Yeah. You know, this is 1986, so if they're in their 80s, mm. they've seen the Civil War, which was 1917. First World War. First World War, Second World War, rise of the Soviet government. Yeah. Ukraine always tends to get it in the neck a little bit as well. Historically, it's been a bit persecuted over the year, which seems quite sad that Chernobyl happened here. 
so all the liquidators lived in that zone and they were just rotated through all livestock was destroyed as well can't have that getting out into the food stream can you no we come to november of 1986 there are three levels of roof because they've got to build the idea is they've got to build this sarcophagus over the top concrete sarcophagus over the top of reactor four stops the radiation leaking out yeah mm -hmm. in theory sounds like a great idea problem is you've got to build it on site we'll get to that in a little bit but because before you can put that in place you've got to clear the roof there's three sections of roof still covered in the radioactive graphite and other debris from the exposed core and all you got to do is get that debris back down the hole sounds simple the first two of floors, so there's two stories, well, the top and the middle one, were done by ex-Soviet lunar landers that were never used. Fucking they built moon buggies. Mm. They never got to the moon. Oh, but they could take the radiation. Awesome. Now remember, any robot you throw up there that hasn't been hardened to withstand that, yeah. the radiation will do exactly the same to the circuitry mm. as it will do to you. The, what's it called? The thingy belt? Van Allen yeah, belt. Yeah, is it to do with that? It's got to get through that. Any equipment. I think your space is more irradiated, mm. isn't it? You got you haven't got an atmosphere to protect you from the sun. Right. Now just do a very quick one. I've just found on what we were just talking about about people living there. Yeah. I found an article from BBC News. Today it's still illegal to live inside the exclusion zone. Despite this, about one hundred and thirty to one hundred and fifty people do. Many are women still farming their ancestral land in Jesus. their 70s and 80s. And just outside the exclusion zone, there are a number of new arrivals. Right. Essentially, people are moving into the abandoned buildings on the edge of the exclusion zone and, and kind of sort of squatting. It says they have basic amenities, gas, electricity and mobile phone signal, which means they can access the internet but they only have an outside toilet. Water is a problem. Their only source is a polluted well which connects oh, the house yeah. via a single pipe. They need to boil all their water before it's used. A house in good condition in the village might cost $3,500, but such properties are rare. Most of the vacant homes, many made of wood, are being sold by their former occupants for less than a few hundred dollars. Well. Why well, would you want to live there? I live like a king I there guess, in the exclusion zone. I guess it's people who can't afford... You're the king of the rad waste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to roam around with a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire oh, yeah. delivering justice. <laughs> well, it's people... Like, it says it. They're using one family as an example. It says, The family's sole source of income is state benefits, $183 a month. Well... Growing their own food and keeping livestock for milk and meat is essential on their budget. Marina and her daughters fled from Toshkivka, Toshkivka, a large industrial town in the Donbass region, region of eastern Ukraine, after four years of conflict uh, in the east of the country. An estimated 10,000 people have been killed and 2 million displaced. Mm. So I guess they're, they're low on options of where to go. There's all these abandoned buildings. It's the edge of the exclusion zone. Yeah. Still not ideal, is it? And no. they might, I suppose, maybe be looking over the border of the exclusion zone at those 150 women who are still farming and thinking, well, they ain't dead yet. I, the exclusion that's a zone, sorry, sorry story, yeah. isn't Remember, it? the exclusion zone now is a lot bigger. It's a thousand right. miles. Ah, okay. 
But still, displaced by war, that's not your fucking fault, and your options are to go and live in some abandoned 30-year-old buildings that have been abandoned for 30 years that have possibly, yeah. you know, radiated. <laughs> Irradiated to fuck. Fuck me, man. What a wonderful world this could be. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but even the Soviet lunar landers on the mm. l lowest floor right. couldn't take the radiation. Mm. So they asked, he asked for a bit of help. Okay. Uh, not to America or to Britain, but the, the West Germans basically sent them a bomb disposal robot oh, called awesome. Joker. Hey. <laughs> um, the problem is, the Soviets don't really want to admit how bad the problem oh, had been. God. So when they gave the numbers to the West Germans, they went, oh yeah, I'll take that. That's not an issue. Yeah, yeah, be fine. The second they dropped it onto the roof, it just fucking stopped working. <sighs> the radiation just, just killed it. I know hindsight, hindsight is a fine thing, but I don't think I'm being that outrageous when I say a nuclear disaster is not the time to save face. But this is a country you know, that's terrified so, of being humiliated and um, has been completely humiliated. They don't want to admit how close they came and they don't want to admit how bad it was. It's only... I mean, we still... Yeah, I, I tried to find stuff on this, the details and stuff. Mm. It wasn't easy, you know. Yeah. I mean, it really wasn't. There's a lot of articles just repeating each other. Yeah. There's only so much out there, isn't there? Yeah, and I think the... How bad it is, I don't know. Is it has it all been released on how bad it is? How bad it, we'll never know how many people have got cancer because of this. No. We'll never know that. And the Soviet well, I'll so say it at the end, I'm gonna tell you now. You know last week when I said that the Soviet death toll they'd put at thirty one? Yeah. Yeah. It's still thirty one. <laughs> but the amount of people who died young Of course. Thousands. We could you could be talking two, three hundred thousand. Oh, I also found there's something that you know. All, when I told you last week that all the civil, a lot of civilians went onto that railway bridge, mm. a kilometre away from the freshly burning core. Yeah, they all died as well. Yeah. You know, it was just so. There's not no way on earth it was 31 people, no. but that's the official yeah, death toll. Bollocks, isn't it? Fucking. Tassel. So basically, they have to use bio robots. Ooh. Sounds <laughs> fancy. Yeah. It's people. <laughs> Cybernetically enhanced people? Nope. Just people. Where does the robot bit come in then? Um, doesn't. They have to perform a robotic. A chain? Yeah. A robotic system? What? Right. So they're all doing it like when people do the robot then? <laughs> <laughs> I hope they weren't moving like Android <laughs> Cop. <laughs> you wouldn't get much done. <laughs> no, but this is the highest point, highest radiation there, yeah? Mm. You're literally still above the open core, you're on that roof above it. Right. Now, it's it's hard to say. It's it's a it's a lethal dose, yeah. right? But they tell them don't look over into it. <laughs> the radiation is coming up. Mm. It's not going out to the sides. It's going up because the walls of it are still reasonably intact, and they're designed to with, with, uh, contain radiation. They've got no protective clothing though. They've got nothing. Right. All they've got is some rubber gloves and stuff to go over their boots and they have to go and salvage lead from machinery anywhere they could, even taking it from machines <coughs> at reactors one, two and three that had been built to be shielded from radiation. <laughs> yeah. Right? They then hammer this, because lead's quite malleable, 
you can hammer it into shape. They hammer it into crude aprons and head guards, and I've seen some of the footage of it. Wow. It shows you that these, and I guess reservists, they're like yeah. uh, anywhere between sort of 30 to 45, I mean, called up to do this. And like, pieces of people have got like, strips of lead tied across the back of their heads, held in place by string. Mm, you know, they've just string. got le lead aprons, rubber gloves, yeah. masks. A shovel. A shovel. And you're sent out there, you've got 90 seconds to shovel as much shit off there as you can. Yeah. yeah. And get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Because got... that's your... That 90 seconds is your lifetime dose. Oh, yeah, that's it. That is your life. So no more x-rays for you, buddy. Uh... I, now remember I said last week mm. that people who work in industry areas where they have radiation are allowed to be exposed to X amount per year. Radiographers in hospitals who do the x-rays, people who work at nuclear power plants... They're allowed to have so much of a dose per year, over so many years, and that's their lifetime dose. If they have an x-ray or something, they have to declare it. They can't do as much time. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's yep. what you get. They've got 90 seconds on that roof, so they run out with their shovel. They scoop up a piece of graphite. They lob it over the side. They may get another one in if they're lucky. But as soon as that fucking pipe starts banging, they run back in. Fuck you. How many men... Was it? Um, over the summer of 1986, it was 3,828 were rotated through it in 90-second shifts. It's normal. Presumably normal. only in daylight, I'd imagine, otherwise you want to see what you had shifted. They weren't soldiers, were they? No, they, well, some of them were. A lot of them oh. were just reservists. Some were civilians. They'd been doing something else. Remember, everyone works for the state. Yeah. In Soviet Russia, comrades. Everybody works for the state. The state's benevolent, and that's good. If the state isn't benevolent, then that's bad. Yeah. Basically, you add 25 to 30 kilograms of lead strapped around you in various places, a shovel in 90 seconds, and you couldn't use any of that gear again. Fuck you, yeah. It was so irradiated. And I presume you will be taken off and decontaminated as best they could. And you were awarded with an official liquidator certificate... Wow. Presumably for some kind of pension or benefit uh -huh. later on in life, if you survive that long. A nuclear teapot? A nuclear teapot? <laughs> no. <laughs> 100 rubles, and maybe a medal. They did give out medals to liquidators, but not to everybody. Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah. A certificate. I wonder if they were able to sell it now that the Chernobyl... This series is one of the most popular series on television. Can they autograph most it? Most popular series on television. Yeah, well, can they autograph it and put it on eBay? Probably. If they're not dead. One of the great things about the guy, I listen to the podcast about this, yeah. follows a series and he tells you what he changed and what he didn't. And okay. Didn't change a lot, in all fairness, mainly yeah. just for timeline and, yeah, and events. story reasons. And he said that when they were looking for all the Soviet gear, he's like, mm. oh, oh, Soviet miners helmets? They literally made, like, this is helmet 1A, hmm. and that was kind of it. Yeah. Every helmet you bought was exactly the fucking same. Everything was like, yeah, this is this is gas mask 1A. This, yeah. this is soldier helmet 1A. And you're like, oh, right, okay then. And you just buy as many fucking as you can. Fucking hell. Yeah. Well, it makes sense if it's the best. Well, no, it wasn't the it's best. economically... Well, it was the best for the money, they. Oh, yeah, that's different. Yeah, but... Oh, do you mean that, sorry, I know, I know what you're saying, so if it was the best in, like, radioactive protection, yeah. then that's fine. But Soviet mining helmet 1A is going to be a bit of steel and a lamp on the front, yeah. hammered into a shape vaguely the size of someone's head. 
<laughs> Isn't it? Let's face it. Basically, Stamped, yes. pressed metal, stick mm. a light on it, there you go. Miner's helmet. <laughs> well, how Don't fancy, the cold of freedom, how comrades. How fancy do you want your, your miner's helmet? <coughs> I want them to actually protect my head. <laughs> I'm sure does that a bit. <laughs> you know, if a rock should fall on me, not a massive rock, but you know, a rock that a normal helmet might be able to take the, spot, take the hit off, then I don't want some just thin piece of pressed steel. Well, no, you don't want that. Covering my also equally thin skull with my brain jelly inside. <laughs> <laughs> I want something that's a bit more substantial. <laughs> so the final stage now. All right, they've cleared the roofs. We're not in any danger of meltdown. The water table is safe as far as we're aware. Radiation leaking has been dropped down to about 35%. Fucking hell. Now, they started the concrete sarcophagus on the 20th of May, 1986, 24 days after the leak, after the explosion. Mm. It was built on the site, and no one had ever built anything like this. You've got to individually make every single panel of concrete, mm. design it to fit into place with the other panels. Yeah. It's got to be reinforced. It's got to have extra stuff put in it. It's 150 tonnes in weight and over 170 metres in height. And it covered what was left, exposed, was 200 tonnes of radioactive curium, corium, 30 tonnes of highly contaminated dust, and 16 tonnes of uranium and plutonium. Okay, no. right. Do you know how long that sarcophagus lasted? Uh, five years? Ten. Ten. Yeah. Ten. Lasted in 1996. <laughs> they had to redo it, I guess. Yeah. So. Where it was deteriorated to the point where it was becoming impossible to repair. So they've obviously been patching it up. Yeah, they've got a lot on, haven't they? Yeah, and you know, ten years later, like we're gonna need something else in place yeah. pretty soon. They've just put another one on. Haven't they, they have. I'm gonna tell you about that in a second. Okay, go on then. Its radiation levels are estimated to be as high as ten thousand roentgens per hour. To put that in comparison, background radiation is around normal background radiation in a city is about twenty to fifty an hour. Oh. Mm. Jesus. So, in 2010, construction started on the what's called the new safe containment. Finished in 2018, it is uh, 108 meters. It's 31,000 tons. It cost 1.5 billion euros to build, and it's 250 meters long. And it is a vast dome that was built in two halves. And basically just wheeled into position and sealed over. Fuck yeah. Do you want to know how long that's going to last? How long? I would guess. 100 years. Spot on. Hey. So in 100 years, they've got to build a 109 metre tall fucking dome Fuck. to go over the top of that. If we're still here as a species. It's like a horrible game of Russian dolls, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it'll be yeah? like... So every hundred years they have to put yeah. an even bigger one on the top. So of it. in like think about a few thousand years into the future, just have this big gigantic <laughs> fucking the size of fucking Everest. Yeah. Well, like the space station eventually have to like swing round it because it'll be stepping <laughs> up into space. I do almost so bad as vent the radiation out. <laughs> oh yeah, we can put it all in the top. <laughs> yeah. Though, <can't> we? yeah. <gasps> Maybe there's an idea. Space elevator for radiation. Space funnel. Yeah. Kind of make it. Just a big tube that you can just 
pop through the top of the dome and just send it all out to space. And in a couple of thousand years, some very cancer-ridden aliens from another dimension <laughs> will turn up going, that's where it's fucking coming from. Oh, <laughs> you shower of cunts. And then they'll invade. <laughs> yeah. And that's what that bloke was sent back. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's all coming together. It's all connected. <laughs> so, in the August of 1986, we had what was called the Vienna Conference. And so uh, Valery Legazov presented the Chernobyl report at the meeting of International Atomic Energy Agency, the IAEA, in Vienna. The conference was attended by more than 800 scientists and government officials who are experts in nuclear engineering, radiation, safety, and health and safety, basically. The meeting was also attended by the government representatives from Belarus, the Soviet Union, and the Ukraine. The conference looked into the explosion at reactor number four at the Chernobyl power plant and also discussed with the scientific, medical, environmental and social consequences as a result of the explosion. So it's like, right, all the top atomic energy guys in the world turn up. You're right. What went wrong and how do we stop that happening again? Because mm. clearly it's been a bit of a fuck up. You could yep. say that. Mm. Slightly disastrous. And if they had turned up and said that on the day, things might have gone a bit differently. And I love how this is known as like the world's worst nuclear disaster, despite the fact that we've purposely created these explosions on cities. What makes this worse? Is it because it wasn't on purpose? And because it was probably more devastating than the two mm. atomic bombs that were dropped. More radiation was... Mm. And this had... You drop an atomic bomb, the radiation is short-lived, isn't it? It's a few, right. few weeks, a couple of months, stops. Okay. Depending on what you drop, whether it's air burst or ground burst. Ground burst is a few days, I think, and air burst is a bit longer. Yeah. As ground burst, ground burst is a few days, and then it gets worse because all the stuff that was sucked up comes back down again. Oh fuck! Either yeah. way, it, it's not lasting long because mm. you want to send people in to take what's left of that, so you want that radiation to die off quite quickly. Mm. With this, if it was left unchecked, like originally the denial at the start, where Dyatlov mm. in particular is. Hey, what do you mean the core exploded? Change my mind! Uh, like the popular uh, meme. Uh, <laughs> no core exploded, change my mind! <laughs> right? um, look. To the point where his own guys are going out there and saying there's graphite on the floor, and he's like, no, there isn't. Uh, Just, no, there can't isn't. Be. Can't be. No, there isn't. Doesn't happen. And they're puking their guts up. And then they start mm. puking their guts up, and he mm. actually sends two of his own men down to fucking look at the hole where the core was, who then immediately start vomiting and dying. What a guy. Yeah. Yeah, what an absolute... But yeah, so... There you go. This didn't happen, and they want to know how they can... If it does happen again, yeah. how do we stop it with the with less fuss than this time? Mm. But the thing is, when you leave the Soviet Union as a Soviet citizen, to stop you defecting, because mm. you might do that, yeah. and Lagazov, very clever man, I'd imagine there would have been some overtures made to him by Western Intelligence Services... Tell us about them Soviet nuclear reactors, please. They're very heavily shadowed by the KGB, mm. as you might expect. So, scroll down for me, please, Mike. Lugazov's final report looks into the cause of the disaster and the aftermath of the explosion. In his five-hour-long hearing, Lugazov argued the disaster was caused by multiple factors, including human error, combined with poorly designed reactors. Overall, he stressed that human error was the overriding cause. So he's lying. Right. Mm. Because it's, yes, human error played had a part in this, mm. and a big part, but mm. if that reactor floor was known, 
to the engineers, including Dyatlov, who, did, you know, in his defence, did not know about the Raptor floor. Mm. It was a state secret. So did somebody know about it then? People knew about it. The very echelons. Right. Of Legazov had heard about it, yeah. but not officially. Mm. <laughs> you know, it was and to the point where some of the stuff in the official documents on this reactor floor was yeah. redacted. Mm. But the human error comes in because they nearly stalled the reactor and Dyatlov was like, yeah, bang it back up, mm. raise the power. And... That's why they took it down too low mm. in the test because of none of them ever done it before. That was human error. Not helped by your prick of a boss calling you an incompetent every five minutes. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I am the daddy of the nuclear reactors. Legazov reported the Chernobyl plant was operated by untrained workers who carried out an unauthorised experimental safety test supervised by Deputy Chief Engineer Anatoly Dyatlov. He noted that the RMBK reactors used at Chernobyl were faulty and dangerous and actually banned outside the Soviet Union. Across the Soviet Union, 16 of these RMBK reactors were still in operation. In his report, Legazov wrote, Neglect by the Soviet management, scientific management and the designers was everywhere, with no attention being paid to the conditions of instruments or equipment. It contrasted greatly with the narrative of the Soviet government who had tried to downplay the scale of disaster to the rest of the world. As a result of Legazov's determination to tell the truth, sort of the truth, mm. it's a half-truth. Mm. It, this Daltov is a bit like the uh, the knight in the um, Monty Python, isn't it? Mm. Like, all his arms and legs are gone and he's just like, it's just a scratch! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine! Nothing to see here. Very true. <laughs> um, so that was the Vienna conference where <laughs> everyone kind of trusted Legazov after this in the West. They're like, oh my God, a Soviet scientist we can actually trust. Because yeah. he, he did admit there was a bit of blame, but the reactors, oh yeah, it was mainly mismanagement. Yeah, there is a bit of a flaw when they go that low, but it's nothing to worry about. It was it was bad man, bad man management and poorly trained staff. Yeah. The staff there were, were no better trained mm. than anyone else in the Soviet Union, no worse trained than anyone else in the Soviet Union. Sadly, yeah. one of the guys who, who died in their after going down to try and open the pumps, mm-hmm. initially after the explosion, was 25. He'd worked there for four months. Fuck. And apparently when the, they was interviewed, his, or tried to interview him, his face was missing. Oh, from nice. The radiation poisoning. The radiation... Yeah. Wow. Don't work at nuclear power plants, no. kids. We must have them in the UK then. Yeah. yeah, I think we've got five or six actually. I wonder where the nearest one is. I'll do some live research. Welsh coast, I'd imagine, Cornish coast, somewhere. Oh, yeah, it's got to be near the sea, hasn't it? Yeah. I seem to recall hearing that, let's say that there was some kind of, I don't know, zombie apocalypse, something where the organised system of things breaks down and these places are evacuated but left running. It's something like seven days to three weeks before they'd go critical and we'd end up with a worse novel. Oh, you know the way they sold it in the 60s? Mm-hmm. They said clean it was going to be clean, safe and peaceful. Energy for the future? Well, it is unless it fucks up, isn't it? Because Tony Benn, the MP, Labour MP, he was depart- He was head of the Department of Energy and yeah. he brought them in on that pretense. And he's like, I thought it was a good idea. We're turning something horrible at the bottom yeah. and using it for good to power people's homes. Mm. Over the years, he found out to realise that it was not was neither safe 
clean or peaceful? Well, yes, you're correct, Ben. We've got there are two in North Wales, which for the listener is pretty close to us. They are all mostly on the coast. There's about twelve of them, I think. Oh no! Oh shit! Sorry. Oh, the two in North Wales are closed. Oh. So active, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven active stations. Oh, it's basically spot on, six or seven. So what's the closed ones then? Is there anything nuclear there? Yeah, the body has been sealed up, to be fair. Oh, I'd love to try and go and find one. I want to go to Chernobyl. Oh, fuck, I don't want to go there. They probably sold off the uranium to the US. That's a valid point. The uranium might have been sold off because depleted, yeah, depleted uranium is using tank shells as well. We also need it for our... Can you not take that and use it in the submarines to... Power them, or it might be thick. You could use it for yeah, the weapons or whatever. Because uh, we've got a shitload of nuclear subs as well, haven't we? Yeah. Do you know how many we? I had a mad fact. We've got more decommissioned nuclear submarines just sitting there waiting to be taken apart. Taken apart, basically. We've got more of them than we have active ones. So there's all these sort of potential mini nuclear disasters just sitting somewhere in dock. Like, so I hope nobody blows that up. I suspect that if we knew how many sort of redundant nuclear reactors there were mm. on submarines, on land, let's not forget that the US Navy um, aircraft carriers are nuclear powered as well, mm. along with our, I think our two new ones are too, are nuclear powered. How many have they got in dry dock of them? How many mm. are sat there right And they're all waiting to have their reactors taken out because that's yeah. the most expensive bit of. It's, mm. it's simple enough to, to break a ship down. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen the footage of the guys in India who do it? No, no. Are they literally just dug at these old ships? Yeah. And there are some guy steering it, and they just ram it onto the beach. Fuck. And then there's swarms of people just descend on it, start stripping it apart, bolt by bolt. You should see these boats, mate, hundreds of miles along the coast. Yeah. Like a ghost shipyard. Yeah. Wow. Waiting to be dismantled. Here's a thought then. If something goes wrong with a nuclear reactor on a sub while it's in underneath the ocean and uh, something like this happens, it explodes and there's a thousand year nuclear fire at the bottom of the ocean. That's not good. That could potentially poison the entire yeah. globe, couldn't it? No. Well, yeah, it would it sit there burning at the bottom of, on the seabed? It wouldn't be burning, but you, what, you, what you would end up with it flash boiling millions of tons oh. of seawater, which would then... Oh. I wouldn't even like to say what would happen. So, taking out nuclear subs with missiles might not be very clever. I mean, look, well, look at the curse. But we do it, don't we? Don't we? Yeah. We I, take out I subs, don't know if, do we? Well, a nuclear no sub nuclear, has ever been shot down. No, no nuclear oh, sub yeah. has ever been lost to another nuclear sub, unless the curse was sunk by an American submarine. That's a possibility. That's a, that's a, that'll be an episode one day, actually, the curse mm. thing. Is that the one where the, the, the Yanks... Yanks, sorry. The Americans... We haven't they, said they, Yanks in ages. They salvaged it from the bottom of the sea. Howard Hughes helped them. No, that was uh, a different one. Oh, was, right. they, they, that, was an, that was an elaborate... Can I go yeah, into we'll, that a little We'll bit? do that one day as well. But, but yeah, just make, mention it for the Basically, listener. the Americans had heard about this Russian submarine that had gone down with all hands. And not were like, far from no, the States. Not too it? far, yeah. but it was in the Pacific. Mm. And they were like, ooh, it's gone down intact. We could yeah. have that. We could learn what they've got. Yeah. So they got Howard Hughes on board mm-hmm. and said, right, we want you to... We'll, we'll, re, we'll reimburse you. What we want mm-hmm. you to do is say that you're going to start searching for minerals on the ocean floor. And you've built this ship to like go along with a big net and mm-hmm. scrape shit up off the ocean floor yeah. and bring it back up. 
and then they, because they knew where this submarine had mm. gone, they kind of got that ship and hovered it over the top, floated it over the top, picked up the submarine and fucked it back up. Yeah. <laughs> but there'll be an episode on that. I, I that's, think that's it was really very complicated. Like it was very it, complicated. They got it halfway yeah. up and it broke in half. Yeah. Maybe or something. But they got it. They nicked it off the seabed. Bless them. <laughs> that's some ingenuity though, isn't it? You've mm. got to give them that. So the Gazov goes to Vienna conference and he kind of tells the truth, but kind of doesn't. Okay. Well, he is still a comrade, isn't he? The reason he was chosen to be the, the head guy in this because he was quite the fanatical party member. Yeah. He was very much a, a member of the party. Very much yeah. a Soviet. This, so, this incident changed his mind, didn't it? Of course it did. So the trial of the perpetrators of the Chernobyl disaster took place in July to August 1987 in Chernobyl. <laughs> Believe it or not, in Soviet law, the trial had to be carried out Somewhere near where the crime was committed. Joking. I am not joking. They even had them washing their shoes on the way oh, in. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It was held in the How closed zone. How insane is that? Yeah. I know. It's ridiculous, but that was the law. Fuck's sake. <laughs> so that everyone involved will be dead yeah. shortly afterwards. <laughs> mm. Well, actually, the um, sarcophagus would have been put in place by now. Oh, but even so, the entire area would have been pretty radioactive. They basically went... Station personnel did not have complete knowledge of the physical processes that took place in the reactor of this type, but these processes have not been studied to the end by the creators themselves. Approximately 90% of the blame for what happened lies with scientists and designers of the nuclear industry. But Dyatlov is also being heavily blamed in this, because, well, this is what happened. We've got the testimony of the people that were there with you in the control room, some of whom are dead now, and they're saying that you, after the... the power had gone down so low, just ordered to be raised to 700. That would take about 16 hours, usually, to gradually build up. You've got to bleed the reactor, the xenon gas. Yeah. You've got to make sure the water's pumping. You lower the control rods down in a steady, organised fashion, not just hitting the fucking emergency stop button. <laughs> Press all the fucking buttons! <laughs> about 16 hours. Dyatlov has a, a great line in the show where he's like, he just goes, now he's in the toilet. <laughs> When, when that happened, I was in the toilet and, he, and the, the guy's like, hey, everyone in the room yeah. says you were in the room, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and he's, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was, a, it was a Soviet show trial, effectively. They knew these guys were going down. They knew it. Yeah. You know, they all had 10 years in a labour camp. Uh, Foreman, though, who was the, one of the chief engineers, he went back to work after he'd done his time and another nuclear yeah, reactor. Yeah, I know. How mad is that? Yeah. What the well, fuck? You, you know what you know. Go put yeah. food on the table. Dyatlov did his 10 years hard labour. He died in 1995 from radiation-related illnesses. That's another correction on my part. He, I thought he had a heart attack, which he may well have done. It does affect the, uh, the heart and lungs. Yeah. He died of radiation-related illnesses. Boris Sabina, we mentioned last week, not this week so far. Mm. He was the, the government official with uh, Lagazov. Remember that basically Lagazov had told them both, hey, we're an open reactor, we've got a five years. He died four years and four months after the disaster on August 22nd, 1990. The real, one of the real tragedies of this is Lagazov himself. He kept his job, mm. but because he kind of half lied, half told the truth. Mm. 
he was kind of passed over for motions, mm. he was discredited, he was shunned by his fellow scientists. Mm. He kind of just got put in an office and left to rot, effectively. Other people took the credit a little bit for what he'd achieved. Yeah. There was a team of 15 scientists with him at Chernobyl, so a lot of them were credited, although a lot of them did stand up for him and were themselves mm. sort of discredited. Mm. Some didn't, they got the credit. And two years to the day, he hung himself. Uh, After yeah. recording on tape his memoirs, mm. which made it impossible for the Soviet scientific community to believe what the state was telling them in a way. Right. This is this guy, they, they know what he did, the community, but they also know that they can't acknowledge him. It's one of them weird 50-50 situations. Yeah. He's not that guy at work who's a bit weird that no one speaks to. Mm. You can't speak. You can't be seen speaking to him because he's a bit of a weirdo. This is how Lagarde ended up. He ended up being that guy in the office that, yeah, they take work stuff into, but yeah. that'd be it. What is a traitor? He's, he, yeah, he's he's kind of betrayed state secrets in a way. And then um, it all came crumbling down. Yeah, and the, the, the tapes that he made mm. kind of revived his reputation. Yeah. And everyone saw, actually, you know what? He fucking stopped that. Yeah. And that, was a, that could have been a biggie. Well, to, to put it to tapes. They were just kind of, after his death, mm. he must have passed them on to another scientist. Uh-huh. And they got it that way. No one really seems to know. But he must have passed them on to a... Remember, he did have a family. He had a, a, a wife and two daughters. Mm. But he also had cancer. Yeah. You know, he got... He knew he only had... Fucking hell. That time. So miserable, isn't it? It's so fucking... No offence, listeners, but it's so Eastern Europe. Yeah. This whole disaster... <laughs> It's Soviet <laughs> Russia, definitely. Yeah, it's like fuck it up. Grim, just we'll grim do... all the way yeah, through. Yeah, it's horrible. For my own personal benefit, I'd like one day in the future to do an episode on the USSR because of my horrific knowledge of history. I've got no idea how it's formed. Or I like... can tell you some stuff about it actually. Like, yeah. was, I mean, everything. Remember, everything was supplied by the state. Mm-hmm. People would be queuing, but there were shortages. Most of Russia's money. Went on its military and its nuclear they, weapons. How did they convince all these other countries? Though did they, they didn't go around invading everywhere? Did they? Pretty much, they overran. Yeah, they over. They so they they, like, they. they. I'll put in quotation marks. Liberated. Yeah. Like Poland, Czechoslovakia, yeah, from the Nazis. Yeah, from the Nazis, well, and then just said, "Oh, by the way, we're staying here now." Because this, the way it affected me personally was, uh, I had a girlfriend from the Czech Republic, and I'm so stupid and uneducated that. I was talking about talking to her about the Czech Republic one day, and then she was like, uh, you know, she mentioned before the USSR or something, and then Czechoslovakia came up, and I was like, I'm Czechoslovakia, um, and I remembered Euro '96. Yeah, and like Karl Poborski. Poborski, the long-haired guy. Was that Croatia? No. No, it was Czechoslovakia, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, what happened to them then? And then she explained a bit, and I was like, fucking us, you all had to live under. That's weird, isn't it? Sucks for you, mm-hmm. that. So oh, now yeah. you're something else entirely, and their country had to split in two with yeah. the Czech Republic and Slovakia. Yeah, yeah, but it yeah. all used to be Czechoslovakia. Yeah. See, I knew none of this at all. That's why you're such a miserable cow. Ah. But they, they, <laughs> they would go and queue up at 4am to be first in the line for their ration that day. Oh, God. You know, there was a 10-year waiting list to get a car. <laughs> Toilet paper was in short supply. Mm. You couldn't get fresh butter. Yeah, you know it was, it was pretty good. Ten o'clock curfew. Your phones are probably being listened to. 
You say anything is a party. Yeah, you say anything is a party. Chances are your own kids will grass you up mm. because they're being indoctrinated with it. So in how? So the way it's described as communism. How is that communism? Well, it isn't is it? communism. I mean, they made the 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 pretense that it was under Leninist yeah. ideas. It suited but, both parties to call it that. Of course. You know, of course. Because the Americans could say, "Look at communism; it's bad." Yeah. You know, and the Soviets could say, "Look at this; is communism; it's great." Well, when you've got that amount of people all living under that control, they're gonna think it's great because it's the only way they know, and it's all they've been brought up with since they were children. Well, yeah. Otherwise, you to a you labour camp in the Siberia. Yeah. Why do you think there's so much resistance to capitalism? Why do you think there isn't so much resistance to capitalism in the West? Because it's all we know. We can't imagine another system. It's exactly the same. They're both two sides of the same coin. It's one way to oppress us and keep us under their thumb while they make money. Yeah, but it wasn't communism, that's what I'm trying to say. Well, no, it wasn't communism. You're absolutely right. It wasn't Marxism, which you would... would you, oh. I don't know, Mike. Would you argue that Marxism is the true communism? David Icke said that Marxism is what's happening today. Cultural Marxism? I don't even think he was talking about cultural... Oh, he might have been meant cultural Marxism. He was relating I've it heard to talk the, about it before, the woke yeah. people. Yeah, it's uh, just a bullshit term that... So he's uh, lumped together, lumped all the stuff on the left and said that's cultural Marxism. doesn't mean anything. It does. Well, it does, but it, it's just something that they've made up. Are you to attack the left. same time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah. But he was talking about, I think, to try and... And it's kind of related to this. He was on about the permanent government, which is the one, you you know, the deep state, the permanent government. Right. It doesn't matter who's in power, they'd answer to somebody else. Yeah, they? but in Marxism... In, in in communism, it's meant to be the people. Mm. Nobody's in power but the people. The government is the people. It's never going to work, is it? Yeah, but there's always Ever. that one dude sat at the top, isn't there? There has to be. Well, you could do what the ancient Greeks did when they first invented it. That's true. You just pick people a lottery, say, like, look, one, yeah. you're going to spend a year, you're going to run the government. Yeah, but you can't just have some... Fit, some Fuck. Well, Why not? It wasn't some fishermen, but it was... what the cunts have done to us. But, I mean, it was usually they destroyed someone, the planet. Yeah, but at it, least they could spell and stuff. Yeah, you know at least they were someone with a bit of education. Usually it was worse. A, yeah, but usually it was a nobleman. Yeah, I remember, a nobleman. I remember only one in ten people in ancient Greece could vote anyway. Yeah. I'll be honest. If I'm we, just saying something yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not I saying, see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not saying fucking, you know... Get Joe Bloggs off the street. If we were <laughs> lived under communism, I'd be such a sly bastard. I'd be telling you two that I'm like, yeah, I've got the same as you two. All the rations and all... Yeah, communism! We're all the same. They got, got six got a six-pack of toilet paper I would, the other day. I would be <laughs> secretly robbing and stealing and hoarding and just being an absolute filthy human. We wouldn't they, need to. A lot of people did. I the black market was right. I'm the same as everybody yeah, else. I'm trying to say, not under the communism it should have been. Fuck them. I like, I've, we've be. had this discussion before, Mike, but I like lording it over people because <laughs> it's vital to my feelings of psychological well-being. If we've all got the fucking same, how can I fucking go... Because you look up at people above you, you and you go, I'm your... not doing very well. But then you look down at the fucking guy drinking special brew on the bench at half nine in the morning and you think, well, at least I'm not him. I'm you're, doing you're all right. always punch up, never punch down. That's something that woke people say about <laughs> Fuck them. It is so much fun to pick on all. Punching up is all well and good, but punching down can definitely be funny. Can I punch both ways? Here's an example. Yes, of course you can. I believe so. A child falls off a bike. Is it funny? Yes. Is it even... Okay, you're supposed to say no, but is it, is it funny? <laughs> Depends how they fall off it. Is it funny? There's a lot, there's a lot of variables in that. Can we change the example? Is it funny if he's an incredibly overweight ginger child? 
Yeah, kind of. And it's a girl's bike. <laughs> yeah, he's on a pink bike too, yeah. That's funny. If I drive past... With stabilisers. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Can we add in some yeah, tassels on the handlebars it's too? It's funnier to see Boris Johnson fall off his bike. Fall off Not the same really. bike, yes. Yeah, well... <laughs> And the bike has a lot to play in this. I don't know. There's a pink girl's bike with stabilisers and tassels hanging off on them shitty little ding ding bells. <laughs> and anyone falling off that's going to be funny. Especially Boris, though. Boris would be funnier uh, than a child. It would, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm just sick. But one of my favourite <laughs> yes, things. One of my favourite things about when a child falls over is the look on their face. It's hilarious because they have this look of incredulousness. Because <laughs> yeah. like, they will, their ego will not accept that it was their own clumsiness that made them fall over and they look angry at the world or the floor or like who did that it's like you because <laughs> you can't run yet <laughs> <laughs> sorry but yeah i think it's vitally important as a society to be able to look down at some people so you know where you are it gives well, you it needs something to aspire to if we've all got the same yeah, yeah. and he didn't work for it Especially if it's ushered in now, if they bring in communism next year, and I'm like, he's done fucking smack for 30 years, and now he's got the same size house and all the same <laughs> things I've got, and I work me bollocks off. Who's the dickhead? He would me? also be working, though, in that scenario, whether he's done 30 years of smack or not, he'd have to earn that house. Well, oh. what, what you get given, right. I, don't quote me on this, but I think what you get given in terms of housing, income, food, rations, etc., mm. etc., kind of depends on your status... So we don't all so just get the did same in Soviet then. Russia. In Soviet Russia, it did not in, in not in not in the luxury communist future that we not need. in the luxury communist future Mike is fantasizing about. Sign me up for the Russian model. But like so, that's what Dyatlov was so. Yeah, but then you're eating sawdust in bread. I go to work. So I'll get better than the fucking crackhead. Yeah, you just said your comrade worker. Yeah, the, the crackhead's getting nothing. You're getting exactly. sawdust in your bread. Exactly, I'll have something. It's better. What's he got? He's looking at my sawdust, mate, thinking, oh, God. You've got it better now, you idiot. Why do you want to go put my that? point is, <laughs> he's got more sawdust in bread than me. You're missing my point. My no point is, in your bread now. Oh, you're missing my point. Whatever system we live under, it is vitally important that there are people fucking below me. Even if all I've got is sawdust, there needs to be a cunt who hasn't got sawdust. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? Well, I, I might as well be a crackhead. I, for one, am well, Texas... Be a crackhead. <laughs> okay. In this future, you can. In your fucking vision of the future, I probably will be fucking sucking fucking cock for crack, then selling the fucking crack so I can feed no, some be... fucking dead cat to my fucking The crack kids. will be free. Oh. You can't give away free crack. <laughs> it's our population will be on crack. Free You're going to break no, the world, Nothing mate. will get done. I'll, I'll, I'll bake the crack in the bread. <laughs> nothing will get done. Who's gonna bake the bread when they're all when they're all? You'd be surprised how motivated crackheads can be <laughs> when there's the promise of crack bread. We'll rebuild, we'll rebuild Britain. But the crackheads are gonna want. They're gonna eat more bread than they make. They don't eat much, they crackheads. Well, not really, no. They haven't got there many go. teeth. But they're gonna take Even more crack than they put in the bread. Oh yeah. Yeah, but they, they won't want that much. You know, <laughs> they will. They're addicts. They need more. You yeah, but they're not eating twenty it. loads a day, are they? They might do. Depends how much cracks in the bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll make it 50-50. I think fifty-fifty. <laughs> the conclusion we've come to is we should <coughs> probably leave things as they are. <coughs> well, Capital well, crack in the bread. Capitalism's <laughs> good. Well, what I'm going to do is Texas tornado my punches right. up and down, spinning round. <laughs> Yeah. You know his finishing move, the old Texas Tornado yeah, punch? Of course I do. I'm going to lie on my side and do that. <laughs> and spin round. 
punch up and down. Yeah. Obviously, there are exceptions. You know, uber rich. Don't like them. Take the piss. But I think you know, punching up and down. It's all fair game. Don't be woke. Don't be woke. You can be, be woke, woke if you want to. Don't be woke. Just don't enforce it on the fucking rest don't of us. Don't be woke. Anyone who who describes themselves as woke is so woefully unwoke. They're so painfully unaware that of their own... I said be woke, I didn't say declare your wokeness. <laughs> the people who do oh. declare their wokeness do tend to be a bit dumb. Oh, God, they're so short-sighted and, and incapable of, like... Like, I know my flaw... I'm an arrogant person at times, but I'm also hyper-self-critical. I'm painfully aware of my flaws, the holes in my knowledge, the, you know... But these woke people have are so buoyed by their own, like, hey, I'm woke, man, that means I'm woke, you know, like, that they cannot accurately see how short-sighted they are and their place in the world. I think as soon as you think you're woke, you're not. Of course. Yeah, yeah I'd agree with I that. I ain't woke, I'm sleep. I'm going to start my new year, hashtag asleep. Hashtag sleep. <laughs> hashtag asleep, motherfucker. Fuck them, I ain't woke. No, that man is not a woman. <laughs> hashtag asleep. Yeah. You know what? It doesn't I... mean you're racist. Because before all this woke came along, it's like, did you know, did you know racism's really bad? Yeah, yeah we know, because we're not cunts. We've known racism is bad for a long time. And remember, I heard an interesting thing. Remember Little Britain, the TV show for yeah. the international listener? About 15 years ago, they were on primetime television doing sort of blackface. And, they were, yeah, yeah. Um, like trans characters and bad transvestites and all that and i heard an interview with matt lucas now it's like un you you can't fucking touch little britain and he was saying that not a day goes by that somebody doesn't question him on twitter like what the fuck's all this about some younger person and they were talking about like what was diff 15 years ago we'd moved on from like the racism of the 70s and stuff hadn't we and do you think people had maybe just relaxed when they shouldn't have. They thought, oh, we've dealt with the racism problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't do that anymore, so it's okay to have blackface Everything and stuff. Everything in our society is racist, mm. even the language. Yeah. I mean, look at the... If you look at the dictionary and look at the definitions for white, mm. pure, unadulterated... Mm. Wow. You look at the definition of black, tainted, evil... Bad. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Even in our language... I, don't, I, I see what you mean. I, 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 know, I know what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> don't fight it, Ben. <laughs> I'm not joining your racist tribe yet. I'm not a <laughs> I'm joining you and your far right buddies yet. I'm not yet. far right, I'm just anti far left. I don't know what the fuck that makes just, me. Just because, like you, I'm a. Do you know what it makes me? Just a because, normal 36 year old man. Just because I'm like you and on the side of pure Aryan bloodlines. Well, you know. <laughs> you know. When you're white, you're white. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we are joking, no. There's nothing I can fucking do about it. <laughs> no, that's it, there is a... Oh. Yeah. Well, that's it. We're unaware of how biased mm. we are. Even people like us, who we don't think we're racist. But... Oh, I'm a little bit. Without meaning to be. But that's what I'm trying to say. Well, that's because you're a white van Because of the culture we're brought up in. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Did you have to have a racism test when you got the job? Yeah. It wasn't long ago we were selling black people. Mm. As commodities. I just want to state for the record, none of us in this room no. have actually sold a None of us are 200 years old. Well, somebody to tell you, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard a good argument against the whole, like, it's different if a, if a black person um, talks to you about white privilege, you should probably listen. 
and maybe see their point of view. Yeah, but, but, but when I, other I, I white would, people, I would listen. But mm. the same time, I'm like, mate, I do a shit job for fucking less yeah, than less than fucking thing. average wage in that's this country. So I don't know what to be about the it. The counter well. argument kind of is sort of like, well, that's a daft road to go down. White privilege. You're privileged to be wearing shoes. There are millions of people in this world who yeah. don't have that privilege. Check your shoe privilege. You're privileged to be fully clothed. There are millions of people in the world. Who don't have that privilege? Yeah. Check your clothes privilege. Do you know what I mean? You have like, three meals a day. Yeah, you eat three square meals. You've got a job. You're employed. You've got a house. And yes, I know it sucks that you've been a victim of racism, but if you're going to start throwing that round, go, well, you've got white privilege. Well, we're all a bit privileged. There's nothing... I you don't know. He's more... The black man in Britain is more mm. privileged than the black man in, in Africa. In Sierra Leone. Yeah. That's it. That guy in Sierra Leone, yeah, he can man. talk to me about my white privilege, but I'm afraid if you've got a house and a car and, like, an income... Like, but you still have to understand that you've had more advantages than he has. How? Well... Dumb awesome. Every time you go for a job... You know, I'm, I'm working in a warehouse. It doesn't matter. employ people in all colours. I don't know, but I'm so just saying... So can do the job. Mm. There's racism in society... Racist. There are racists in the society. Mm. He he's probably been beaten up, perhaps for being. He may have done. Yeah, yeah, I'll give him that. Yeah. You know, you have to understand. But you and I could walk down the wrong street in Wolverhampton and get beaten up for being white. Yeah. Could do. You just mind your own business. That's racism as well. Gone to King Kebab. Well, back in the day, gone to King yeah. Kebab down well, Broad Street, where a lot of shootings and muggings happened. Yes. Well, I think it's safe to say we're not racist, even though I'm constantly slagging off the extreme left and the woke people. You don't have to be woke to not be a racist. That's my point, I guess. Don't be woke. Sleep. Hashtag sleep. Hashtag sleep. Yeah. Try and start it. I'll, I'll get called a homophobic racist and they'll they'll dux me and I'll lose my job. That's what'll happen. Maybe. <laughs> we'll finish on the effects mm. of this. this I, like I said earlier, official Soviet death toll, 31. Mm. Boom. There you go. 31. That's it. Like I say, hundreds of thousands of those liquidators died young. One in four of those miners died young. The radiation cloud itself, people on that bridge who were there watching the pretty pretty lights going around that fire, yeah. they're all dead. But it's the after effects, and sadly, this the radiation does affect children more than fully grown adults. Pussies. <laughs> it's estimated there have been at least, and every figure, every figure I'm going to say is at least six hundred thousand children. Thyroid Shit. cancer, a lot of children, a lot of adults wow. as well, walking around with thyroids in their neck. Mm. Sometimes taken out as a precautionary measure. Sometimes taken out because they had cancer. Aye, aye, aye. Tuberculosis, blood, various blood diseases, cataracts, children getting cataracts. That's something that happens in old age. Digestive diseases, you know, Crohn's disease, things like that. That ain't a pleasant, pleasant disease to have, I tell you. Mm. And mutations, children being born with deformed arms, deformed legs, no limbs at all. Enlarged craniums, no eyes. Aliens? Well, potentially, <laughs> but I think we could probably, probably be safe and put that down to the massive effects of radiation released. Ah. <laughs> Does this explain all your alien sightings? They were Chernobyl victims no. with enlarged heads. No, because I don't think they live, glowed. Don't they live that long? Isn't that a Simpsons thing, Mr. Burns? Yes, years of working in a nuclear yeah. power plant have given me a healthy green glow. <laughs> <laughs> I believe he says. <laughs> I can quote the Simpsons verbatim in yeah, all fairness. Good idea. 
I love that episode. It's an alien. It's bringing peace and love. Don't let <laughs> it away. Break its legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and that's a Mordon Scully guest on that one. Duchovny yeah, and Jerry yeah, uh, yeah. Anderson guest in that one. And Mo, for some reason, has got a killer whale in the back of his bar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why. Just has. This had an effect, and I'd, and you know uh, the guy who plays Sabina, the, the oh god, his name I've my head now. Uh, he was in the Avengers as the Norwegian scientist. Yeah, he said that he lived in Sweden, grew up in Sweden. They couldn't eat wild reindeer meat. They couldn't eat uh, mushrooms that grew in the forest because it was all irradiated. Couldn't drink reindeer piss. Couldn't drink reindeer piss, which we all know is a vital, vital part of the Swedish diet. It is if you want to get high, especially when eating them mushrooms. Yeah. It affected Europe, Poland, Germany, Russia, Finland, even in Wales, there was birth defects. Mm. We've well, that's got... just the Welsh, but... <laughs> hey, oh. I'm deformed then. <laughs> does explain a lot. Especially the giant glowing penis. <laughs> I'm able to recreate Star Wars at night under the duvet. In all fairness. To my own. On your own? Yes. Well, Leona doesn't have a glowing penis. You will be pleased to know. Depends which way she changes yourself for Chanel. Well, her womb does good. You can, she's quite small, so you can pick her up and use her as a lantern when whilst camping. <laughs> Dennis, we were born, you were 82, Mike, you were born. 81. 81, sorry, me and Gaz are 83. We've got this in us, we've breathed this in. It's maybe not a massive dose, mm. but we've breathed it in. Is it enough to affect us in later life? We won't know until we get there. Mm. Cancer rates have spiked across Eastern Europe and, and, and Russia. Yeah, not Well, not spiked, but certainly a higher percentage of people are getting it and getting it younger. Mm. You know? Is that related to this? Probably. Yeah. Don't ever admit it is, or it could but be probably. The, the spread of McDonald's. Now, I had to explain Allegedly. to my 21 year old stepsister who I watched this show with, uh, she'd never heard of Chernobyl. Fucking hell. Never heard of it. They wasn't taught about it. Yeah. So when she watched this, she, like me, went down the rabbit hole. Mm. Down, more down the rabbit hole than I did. Because right. I knew a bit about this. I'd seen stuff on it yeah. in, in previous years. And then I said, well, what about Fukushima? Now, bear in mind, she was born in 1998. Yeah. She hadn't that either. Oh, I said, well, well, there's some people who think that's poisoning the Pacific Ocean's fish. Mm. Well, you know, mental, innit? Before we... Uh, we don't need them now. I just want renewable say, energies. One more decommission thing. them all. Well, yeah. Move on. It can be done. It's just un- unfortunate the people well, who own the these plants are the people who are paying people in Parliament to... What's the alternative, though? We start burning... Well, you've got solar, wind, water... I mean, we're in Ireland. We should be able to knock up a few hydroelectric plants pretty fucking easy, shouldn't we? Yeah, yeah. everywhere, man. I see them out, out to sea, in the ocean. Oh, they're saying They've that. got a bank of them. Uh, the UK has gone another two or three weeks. They're using coal now. Fair so it's, good. it's getting there. It's the will enough. isn't there, though. I think this is more that the, they don't need the coal power stations firing up as much. Well, more people have got solar panels. I mean, we need to stop it now. It's not about reducing it by 2050. There'll be nothing left. I'll get this one, mate. Right, so the main factor of this, really, is that Gorbachev certainly thought that it brought down the USSR. Mm. They spent $2 billion 
which they didn't really have. Mm. In the 80s, the Soviets were kind of teetering on the brink of bankruptcy. Mm. system wasn't working. Yeah. While there were so many shortages of everyday goods. And they were spending all their money on, on tanks mm. and missiles. Yeah. Trying to trying to win that arms race with the Americans. Mm. To the point where Gorbachev, even when he did meet Reagan, and they, Reagan didn't sign the nuclear arms reduction mm. treaty, because he basically turned around and said, sorry, I can't. Yeah. The Russians were practically begging him to, so they could start reducing their nuclear arms mm. to save the money. Hmm. But yeah. he would—he knew, Reagan knew, mm. that keeping their arms race going, which the Americans could afford mm. and the Soviets couldn't, would usher them towards bankruptcy and possibly regime change. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, probably why he also played the Star Wars card in the late eighties. Yeah. Um, because four hundred million, I think that was something like that. Mm. They invested in that. Yeah. Russians couldn't keep up with that. No. They spent two billion on the Chernobyl clear up. Mm. Not and and also a lot of lives. Yeah. But two billion, and people lost confidence in the state as mm. a result of this because they're being told every day, this is safe, reliable power. All of a sudden, it isn't. Yeah. All of a sudden, fifty thousand people have been moved out of their city. Yeah. All of a sudden, people are dying of cancer sooner, well, and you know bankruptcy. Plus the loss of faith in the state, which was the entire point of communism. The state will look out for you. You are the state. Yeah. It's gone now, isn't it? Yep. You, well, you would certainly lose faith in your government. A little bit like we're losing faith in ours. But we lost faith in ours a fucking long time ago. When they, when they do really silly things. I'm not comparing Brexit to the Chernobyl disaster, but I kind of am, if you know what I mean. Like if something... If a fucking disaster like that happened here, whoever was in power, you would... Just, Certainly, be like, hey, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think I'm having my confidence in this yeah, chap anymore. I don't think you should really be in charge of things. All right, hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Theresa May is leaving office soon. Let's say that I don't know. Let's throw it out there. Boris gets the job. All right, mm-hmm. we have a Chernobyl-style disaster. <laughs> Boris is at the helm. <sighs> I can assure you that uh, we are building things. Dude, it's uh, lovely. Everything's fine. Cricket. Right. Tally ho, tally ho. Jolly good. Then he start reciting a Kipling poem yes. in Latin. Yes. By one of my lovely novels that I've written. Can you imagine me? I oh. saw it in Smith's. I, was, I did a double take and I was like, what? He wrote a novel? Yeah. He wrote a novel. Oof. He might have wrote more than one, I think. But Jesus. I didn't pick it, I didn't read the blurb, nothing. I just saw the name and the thing. It was like, oh, God. Should politicians have time for novels? Arguably not. <laughs> Big, fat fucking novels. <laughs> it was probably about a history of fucking eating or something like that. Yeah. Club they don't do any work, do they? He's at the top. Can't They've I've got employees that do all the work and they take all the credit. Yeah. Can't get the feeling I should go into politics. Mm. You're a bit of a cunt, you'll get on fire. <laughs> I'm not debating that. <laughs> you could go for one of them far-right parties. Nah, I want to be for the people. I'll vote for you. I'm joking. <laughs> you probably would. I'm joking, I'm not a fucking alt-right Nazi. I'd expect at least two votes in this fucking election, let's put it that way. According to Mike, I'm a real... Li- Why not? I'm, I'm fascist. I'm a real I'm fascist. liberal. You're, I'm a real liberal, aren't I? What were you saying? I'm not the... Progressive. I'm not a progressive. I'm a liberal. No, That's you're it. a you're a progressive, not a liberal. Hang on, you're breaking my brain here. Progressives are the people that want like 
The woke people, they're the progressive people, aren't they? No, liberals, you know, mate. Oh, fuck it. I'm they're lost, anyway. They're just fucking right. labels. What articles yeah. we, what, what, what we're we all people on? at the end of the day. Well, we've been quite we're light. All the same things. We've been quite light on a conspiracy theory because there's all so much real stuff that actually happened. But, uh, yeah. I, I found something from Newsweek. It says, did the Chernobyl disaster cover up something even worse? Ooh. Ooh. Portal to hell. <laughs> Maybe. I wish. Dormant for a decade and a half, the Russian woodpecker appeared to return in December 2013. Once the notorious tapping of the massive Soviet over-the-horizon radar had frustrated and puzzled Western radio operators who could discern neither the orange nor the origin nor the purpose of the strange signal. It was coming from somewhere behind the Iron Curtain. Its frequency, 10 hertz, made some think it was intended for mind control. In 1981, an NBC newscaster wondered, quote, Are they trying to reduce us to a zombie stumbling and groping around and waiting to be told what to do? And no, he wasn't hosting Weekend Update on Saturday Night Live. Even after the fall of the Soviet Union, the 14,000-tonne military radar installation in northern Ukraine, near the border with Belarusia, has remained a mystery to outside observers, largely because it sits right next to the Chernobyl Atomic Energy Station. It's an issue. Where a reactor meltdown in the spring of 86 rendered the surrounding area uninhabitable for the next, oh, several thousand years. I've heard 30,000 years. I've heard 50. Several. It's Either way, in and out, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. The point uh, is, when the human race is dead and gone, it'll still be there. That'll still be there. Well, a nuclear wasteland is just the sort of thing to attract a jaded 21st century tourist who doesn't want to hear about your wild week on Phuket and the exclusion zone has recently seen a drastic increase in visitors, even if it remains a potential radioactive tinderbox. The site, deemed Chernobyl 2, a tiny military outpost that housed the operation of the Russian woodpecker, known formally as Duga 3, is also opening up to tourists, albeit more slowly. And despite the fact that Russian President Vladimir Putin does not seem intent on restoring some version of the Cuban Missile Crisis sensibility to world affairs, the Russian woodpecker has not gone back to terrorising the airwaves with its maddening tap. The radioactivity and ruin of the exclusion zone guarantee that the radar installation will stand as a sturdy but utterly obsolete monument to the bloody and bellicose 20th century. The sound radio operators picked up in the winter of 2013 and 2014 may have been a new Russian over-the-horizon radar of the container family. It may sound like the woodpecker and Justin Timberlake can dance like Michael Jackson. Oh, I guess he's saying it doesn't mean it's the same one. There was only one genuine article and it's gone. And yet the Russian woodpecker continues to exert its pull on the imagination of geeks, adventurers and conspiracists partly because of its shadowy Cold War provenance, but also by dint of its location, as a sort of younger sibling to the nuclear ruins down the road. The star of the documentary, there's a new documentary about it called The Russian Woodpecker, by an American filmmaker, Chad Garcia. The star of the documentary is Fedor Exlanadrovich, a young Ukrainian performance artist whose wild hair and bouncing eyes recalled Dostoevsky's Prince Mishkin. In the film, Alexandrovich plays the role of an investigative journalist, one who is seized by the conviction that the Chernobyl disaster of 1986 was staged by Moscow 
to cover up the expensive failure of the Russian woodpecker, which cost 7 billion rubles to build. Wow. That is twice as much as the nuclear power plant. His claims strain credulity, and as he interviews former workers of both Chernobyl and the Russian woodpecker, some don't mind telling him so. Bullshit, one says. <laughs> Extremely fantastical, another warns him fruitlessly. Others, though, are more amenable to his conspiracy theory, puzzled, as they still are, 20 years later by how, that, how what should have been a routine test of Reactor 4 went so disastrously wrong. I think we've established that part. Well, we are, after all, talking about a country where no depravity is impossible, no principle sacrosanct. Still, it's hard to call his version of events anything other than a conspiracy theory. If he were not such a magnetic subject, or if Chernobyl weren't so eerily telegenic, I doubt there would have been a sleek American documentary for me to write about. So anyway, essentially, it sounds interesting though, I'd like to watch it, but... So that radar thing did yeah. something to the reactor, but there was four reactors. Oh, no, 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 I think his conspiracy theory is... They blew it to cover yeah. up... To cover up the, the fact that they spent twice as much on a useless fucking ah, radar, radar yeah. thing that was essentially just driving radio operators around the world mental because it was just it was called the woodpecker because yeah. it was literally going dig 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 this signal that could actually apparently be heard on normal you could pick it up on normal radio as well yeah, right. and it was driving everybody mental nobody knew why that might have been just an expensive mind fuck on the Russians part possibly we've got no idea but he's saying that then maybe something was about to come out I don't know. Because if, by the signs of it, if they were in such a bad way economically, they didn't need people knowing that they spent, what did I say, 7, Seven billion, billion yeah. on this fucking radar. So they were like, ah, fucking blow up the fucking reactor <laughs> next door and we'll have a, dis a disaster. I doubt it's true, but it's the only, uh, well, the only other conspiracy I came across was that this was caused by the CIA. I yeah. don't know the ins Undercover and operative. How. Right. Blew, okay. the, blew the plan. Right. Makes the Soviets look bad. But isn't that also dangerous for all of the USA's allies and the USA itself? If it... the USA cares about that, if you NATO allies. But what Remember if... back in the day, in the event of a Soviet invasion, a ground invasion by the by the uh, the Soviets, mm. West Germany was basically targeted for nuclear annihilation. The Rhine, the River Rhine, was the nuclear defence line. Mm. Everyone poured back that way, and we fucking nuked the shit out of Western Germany. And then someone pointed out that a Western Germany abandoned to nuclear destruction has no incentive to remain part of NATO. <laughs> but, <laughs> and they abandoned that plan. But the CIA, <laughs> the CIA operative, he had no way of knowing that they could ever, if he started a fire, that it could ever be contained. He could have literally killed the world, couldn't he? Yeah, maybe it was... Uh, so, maybe the, the CIA weren't aware of the flaw and they mm, said, just, uh, you know, oh, just do this... And it went a lot worse than they thought it was yeah, going to. Okay. That's a possibility because I mean, remember, even the Soviet nuclear scientists weren't aware of the the low power flaw. Mm. Maybe Dyatlov himself was a CIA sleeper, MK Ultra. There could be something to that. They get older and they say, "Listen, buddy, because of your government, that fucking thing you were working on, the submarine, which is where he was before Chernobyl, that went wrong and killed your son, essentially." Um, Allegedly, there's still not a connection, but it's thought that that's what happened. You could get yeah. in his head though, couldn't you? That's down to your fucking shoddy Soviet fucking. Yeah. You've got nothing to live for now. Sun's gone. You've had your lifetime dose of radiation. Pretty much. 
Uh, Though he did, I mean, I'm surprised he, he fucking survived Chernobyl. Yeah, he died in prison, didn't he? No, um, he, he did his ten years. Oh, did he die outside? Yeah, he died, and and completely refused any guilt. Mm, yeah, up to his dying that. day. Yeah, I saw that. He blamed the reactor. Wasn't blamed, me. Blamed the people who built it. So what? What have you got, Mike? And then I guess we'll wrap up. Yeah, just about what's going on there now at the uh, Chernobyl. Exclusion zone. Oh, by the way, I just did a quick Google search. If you want a holiday, top. I only looked at the top result for time purposes. Seven hundred thirty-nine quid. Travel to Ukraine and back, accommodation and a uh, tour of the Chernobyl and Pripyat, and you can get. Yeah. I can't remember. I'm not sure if you get about thirty minutes near Reactor Four, and then you go to Pripyat oh. where the radiation has died down. But you have got like a. Radiation detector on you. You're you're checked on the way in. You're checked on the way out. You're decontaminated. Well, that's a much cheaper way to get cancer than smoking for twenty years, <laughs> isn't it? So yeah, knock yourselves out. Go I'd go. It. I wouldn't. Absolutely zero interest. Like you, you I've seen the drone footage. Well, there's no need to go. It's an abandoned yeah, but town. Yeah, fucking area is. It's just the atmosphere. An abandoned town. You got under danger cancer. there. That fucking guy counter clicking. You're like, ooh, get a bit fucking risky now, eh? Oh, just oh. put me lead cod piece on. There we go. Protect me, not the boys. Does that make you brave or incredibly stupid? A little bit of both. I've got zero interest in seeing it. What if you trip and fall down a well? Nuclear well? <laughs> you're dead, aren't you? No, you don't have to die because you fall down a well. No, but you're going to get a, a massive dose of well, poisoning you know, and well, he wants, die. He wants that risk. Well, I'm not going to fall down a well. How do you know? Well, because it'd be pretty obvious, wouldn't it? I don't know, you klutz. It could be, it could be like... The radiation that's coming up from the well, they covered it over, but it's loosened the soil and weakened the... That's it. The yeah, my radiation counter will click and I'll get me out of there. Yeah, but you're falling, you're tripping over. Oh, I'm you're falling, down. I'm dead anyway, aren't I? Or go to the fucking Algarve. <laughs> I'd like olives in the sun. <laughs> I'd, like to, I'd like to go and... Are you going to get nut cancer? No. <laughs> I'd like to go and see it, I would. You know, you know, I've got a bit of a macabre thing about the past. I mean, when we said time travel, I said I wanted to go to Waterloo and the Titanic. Supposed <laughs> <laughs> to see millions of people die. I don't want to see millions of people die. I, I want to see what's there. I want to, it's, it's... <laughs> of all the things, well, watch people drown. I no. don't want to go. I don't. Uh, I just, uh, like Mike said, drone footage. Just watch the. I bet they're fucking drones get Yeah, but that's that's the 21st century then. It's like, oh yeah, go and see some with your own eyes. 700 quid. You could go. Won't be the last thing you see with your eyes. It won't be the last thing you see. Melt at your face. No one goes there. (laughs) They've all got the strict. As soon as your radiation goes too high, you're strictly timed. You can't. Radiator counter can't protect you from six foot long rats. (laughs) Or the um, 5,000 plus rate wild that. 5,000 plus wild dogs are living there. Yeah. Apparently mutated wolves too, but I don't know. It is, it's now one of the most rich and diverse mm. nature reserves on the on the earth. It is. Radioactive. Uh, oh, a lot of nature be, reserve. Yeah. <laughs> but nature's reclaimed it. Mm. And it's that diverse now. Yeah. Because no man's not there. That's it. There's trees as tall as blocks of flats in Pripyat now. Hashtag diversity. No room for old white men at Chernobyl. There's no room really for anyone at Chernobyl. Well. Actually, it's interesting, you can never adopt a dog from Chernobyl. I, I, 
agree with the fact they, that you um, can't adopt a dog for you can. Oh, you can? You can. Because there's like about 5,000 wild dogs. They, they, sadly, because of the, they're born in that radiation, mm. they, they tend to, well, in, in Chernobyl, they tend to die when they're about four or five. But if you adopt one, they get decontaminated. You can give one a good little life. Little Russian, little Russian puppy. To anybody listening. Chernobyl dog. I would just go down your local, what's it called, the dogs charity in the UK. Oh, many. Hillbrae's and one that's close yeah. to us, the PDSA, is it? Yeah, if you, if you want to, don't save a radioactive dog. I mean, I know, I feel, I feel Why bad. Why not? You're decontaminated, they're brought out. And Give them a life. How much do you trust that decontamination process? When you could just get a non-cancer well, dog. Because that's going to quarantine when he comes in the UK, he'll get checked again. Oh, it sucks for them. I'm an animal lover. I really am, you know I am. But it sucks for those dogs that they were born out there. Really does. Unlucky. But... Don't fucking spread them around the world. Like, yeah, we've washed them off. They're all right. You can have one. You can have one. Yeah, have a cancer dog. Here's another one. Don't let it sit on your lap. <laughs> Do don't sit on your lap because they're wrong. <laughs> fucking cancer dog that slowly kills the entire it's family just by sitting in the room. You can look what happened to their power station. Do you trust their decontamination fucking abilities? Yeah. It's still the Ukraine. <laughs> No offence, Ukraine. <laughs> uh, I'll read the article. Anyway, we got a bit, got a bit distracted there. Ben's Cancer Dog Hotel. <laughs> yeah, why not? Fuck it. A kiosk at the checkpoint, because you, you go through several checkpoints to get into the quarantine zone, offers a range of items for sale, including <laughs> gas masks and Geiger counters. Geiger counters would be pretty important. I'd be tempted to buy one of them. You can also enjoy a uh, Chernobyl hot dog or some radioactive cookies. I doubt they are, though. That's pretty good marketing. A Chernobyl hot dog <laughs> made from the cotton that Chernobyl there. dropped off everyone that worked there. There you go. That's uh, <laughs> Locals generally stay away from visiting Chernobyl and many still remember, clearly remember the crisis that unfolded over the May Day celebrations of that year. The ghost town of Pripyat, once upheld by Soviet planners as a workers' utopia, comrade worker utopia, <laughs> has been abandoned for over three decades, but haunting signs of its former life remain. Rows of empty apartment blocks, restaurants, a supermarket, and even a cinema are still standing, seemingly frozen in time since the evacuation. Former workers at the, uh, the Atomgrad, which is a nuclear town, basically, fondly remember how the showers of the then, new, then newly built supermarket were stacked with food and luxury items such as French perfume which was scarce elsewhere in the USSR. I just had a massive brainwave. Atomic Grad, what did you say? At, at Atom Grad. Atomic Town? Yeah. Stalingrad, just named after Stalin and yeah. called Stalingrad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking every day is a fucking school day on this podcast. Leningrad, didn't it? Uh, no, Leningrad was up north. I think that's St. Petersburg now. Yeah. Well, it was St. Petersburg before, then it was Leningrad. I could be wrong. Apologies to our Russian listeners. <laughs> we do have some. Good news is, though, wild horses and deer roam freely around the perimeter, which has become an unlikely nature reserve, and the re-emergence of wild animals are flourishing thanks to the disappearance of humans. Mm. The peacefulness of the area has also attracted the attention of nature-loving, quote, stalkers, who live in the zone, undetected for weeks until they're caught by disapproving authorities. So people who go and look at the animals, wild animals. want to live in nature. Bella probably Roos. there to hunt as well. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I, 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 I wouldn't I, advise it. 
I'd go armed. I wouldn't put it past I don't want that three-headed deer to fucking impale me while I sleep. Think um, about it. If you're a hunting type and you hear of this animal paradise, what comes across your mind? Well, yeah. No, I'm not going to go do some lovely sketches. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> I think Belarus has actually opened up about 1,200 miles mm. of quarantine zone as a nature reserve now. Okay. Nature's flourishing there. Just don't humans we're, go there. We're just, we're just like... Well, we can't go there. Leave them yeah. to it. They just sort of left it. Mm. I think you can go, but for a certain amount of time. Yeah, you can't live there. You can't, you can't live there. You can you can visit it, but you can't. You're you're closely escorted in and out. And yeah. You can't settle there. No. Not for thousands of years. And that's what this will be. This will be like a nature reserve at one point. This entire it, yeah. thousand square mile of exclusion zone. Before the earth finally goes in about fifty years, it may be the only bit of nature left. Yeah. Because we Ironically. can't live there, but nature adapts and overcomes, doesn't it? It evolves faster than we do. Nature evolves faster than we do. Well, it does because we are nature. Yeah, but uh, I mean, like trees will keep on, even in high levels of radiation, will keep on sprouting leaves out. Yeah, we'll still keep giving birth to kids. Yeah, but it doesn't affect the trees like it affects us. We're more sensitive to radiation. They evolve quicker to deal with it. They adapt. Maybe. I am Groot. Exactly, maybe Groot was a Chernobyl tree. How <laughs> about that? There's a conspiracy theory for you. Never know. Well, I'm certainly not going to go and visit. Nope. I would. Yeah. Looks like I have to be Billy Big Bollocks uh, once again. You won't be when you come back. <laughs> <laughs> or, Billy No Bollocks. Or, I might have massive swollen radioactive testicles. Well, I'll produce a line of superheroes. Have you thought about that? No. Gods amongst men, how'd you know? Could happen. Well, you book your flight and go and rub your balls on the soil. Don't want to go and rub my balls in the soil, <laughs> I just want to go and see it. You go and have sex with a Chernobyl deer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they call them? <laughs> tell me if you get superpowers. Oh, man. Oh, well. Right, so, yeah. So, go on then, give me your final thoughts on the Chernobyl disaster. Well, I don't think there's much, in my personal opinion, don't think there's much conspiracy going on. I think it was just a badly designed reactor and a bit of human arrogance. I think arrogance is the, the main factor here. Uh, arrogance, pig-headedness, like the entire Soviet kind of system of, you know, don't question me, little punk. Press that Pretty fucking much. button. Yeah, I think it was Do just, the test! Yeah. A horrible, horrible... Stop procrastinating. Fuck up. I was actually a bit disappointed that I didn't find more online of, like, I thought there'd be more mad theories about just mutant animals and, you know, maybe there's... There's not even, like, a myth of a monster wandering around there or... I genuinely suspect that a lot of it mm. isn't made public mm. about the effects on the animals, on the people. Yeah. I, that's what I was... Because even Russia today... Mm. is a country that's deeply afraid of being humiliated. That's one of the hangovers they've got from the... That's why even now they're bringing out, like, oh, yeah, by the way, we've got a new generation of nuclear weapons. Oh, it's called, you know, Satan 2. <laughs> Satan 2. Satan 2. More satan than the previous one. Satan 2. Satan harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> satan 2 Judgment Day, I think, is more likely. <laughs> but... You know, they're, they're designing new battle tanks, they're massively increasing their military again. Mm. Yeah, but surely there's independent scientists from other countries that have been there. 
and ob- observed. Maybe you saw what they wanted him to see. They were, you're under guard the entire time you're there, so you're wandering off. Yeah. In case you decide to settle down in the quarantine zone. What, what's I your... just think it's madness. I, I can't believe it. I, d- mm. I knew there was an explosion there, or whatever. And that's all mm. I knew about it. Me too. Having watched the series and then uh, and delve into it with us, it's just I can't believe it. It's mind blowing, isn't it? Really. What are we doing? How what the fuck we are we doing? We need to sort ourselves out and sort ourselves out fucking quick because we're heading for destruction. Like I said, we're a fucking uh, death cult. Human race is a death cult. One yeah. big death cult. And we're fucking heading towards well, suicide. There's only one way to leave the colony, Mike, and that's in a fucking body bag. I ain't here for a long time. I'm here for a good time. So you might as well... Or leave. a space shuttle. Uh, no, you'll still die. Pioneers. <laughs> they die too. No, they in do. fact, they die pretty hard, pioneers. Yeah. <laughs> Better than a slow death from... Well... Uh, well I say a slow death, a quick. De- I don't want to sit in a bed with my skin melting off me, mm. like, the, like those poor fucking firemen no. who went in first. Me either. I mean, Mike, you've seen the the, the show that the, the makeup. Whoever did the makeup in that show, I'm telling you, deserves some kind. Whatever the award is for makeup, mm. give them that. And when you watch it, Gaz, which you're playing on, I am. You will go, fuck me. Yeah. That's pretty horrific. And I, there are photos of those dudes online. Mm. No, I won't be. I did have a look at that, and it yeah. wasn't pretty. Yeah, I won't be looking for those. So is that your yeah? Is that your final that's, thought, Mike? No, I'll just say that idiots. We're doomed. You're saying we're doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> I'll say, I don't think there's a conspiracy behind it. I just think it's like most disasters of this scale. It's, it's human error coupled with that design flaw. Mm. But well, that's human error then, I suppose. But, isn't it? Design flaw. The design flow was known but not circulated, but at the same time, that reactor wasn't meant to dip below 200 megawatts. Sadly, they had a string of bad decisions and pressure. If only they'd seen the movie Speed. Mm. This reactor must not drop below 500 megatons, or the bomb will go off. Or in the Russian version, I'd imagine it's called Speed Ski. <laughs> <laughs> Chernobylski. <laughs> I think even if they'd have known about that flaw, they made they made several errors. Mm-hmm. Would the day shift have done it better than the night shift? They wouldn't have been as tired. Well, there was a, the shift changeover was midnight, so they're actually mm-hmm. were an hour and forty minutes, an hour and twenty six minutes. I forget an hour and a bit uh, into their shift when Dale comes. Right, but the thing is, the reason he wanted to run that test is that reactor had been up and running for three years. Mm-hmm. It was the last reactor put in. Yeah. One, two, and three had done that test, mm. but they were taking it down to half power, and then back up again. Mm. Test was fine. Didn't drop below the the, the, the two hundred megahertz mark. But they couldn't do it, could they? Because because they they needed the power. Mm. There was so key evidence above saying, look, we we you know with factories need to yeah. produce whatever they have to produce, and we need the power for the country. You can't. You can't shut the power plant down. We're at a half power. Yeah. Even one reactor, you can't do it. We can't afford it. You have yeah. to do it at night. And that's why reactors one, two, and three were Maybe. still running when all this was going I on. I think the day shift may have been more knowledgeable and said, hang on a minute. We're not taking yeah. it past halfway. Yeah. We didn't for the others. We won't, won't do it. Well, they wanted that test. They wanted to... When they... The thing is, those three... Dyatlov, 
Foamy and the, and the other guy, I forget his name, I'll look at my notes. Mm. They were the three dudes in charge of this place. Mm. And they signed off on Reactor Force because they got it ready early. I think it was up and running two months earlier than it should have been. They got given awards. Like the Order of the Soviet Worker, the, the Order of the Red Banner. They got given legitimate awards for this. But they'd never done that test. They should get a Darwin Award after. <laughs> they'd never done this safety test, which they'd done on the previous three, on number four. And three years later, they still hadn't done it. The, the moment just hadn't come. So now like, there's a chance of promotion. And the one guy goes, oh, I, I can move up. So he moves up. And Dyatlov, you can move up too and live in the better town with a nicer house and better food. Even though Pripyat was still pretty nice by Soviet mm. standards, you can live in the better end of town. Yeah. He's just thinking of himself at that point, isn't he? Yeah. What a prick. I think you can agree, I think we can all agree, that Dyatlov mm. was a prick. Yeah, a massive, massive bellend. And he did, I mean, he says, like, when we said, like, oh, when it goes, it dropped to 30 megawatts, mm. the reactor. And they were like, look, it's going to take 16 hours to build us back up again to normal operating power. He's just like, nope, raise it. Raise the power. Redraw the, redraw the rods. Mm. Get it back. And then he's like, oh, you stored it. It's your fault. Mm. There's a buildup of gas. It's your fault. No, you fucking made the call to fucking... He was a man... He was just an eager... T he's an egomaniac in charge of a nuclear bomb, effectively. Yeah. And it went off. It's a product of the society he was born into. I don't know if I'd agree with that. There was a lot of Soviet people who were very good at their jobs. I mean, everyone... I can't remember his name, but there's a guy in... in he was a commissar on a nuclear sub in the Cuban Missile Crisis. And he effectively averted World War Three by overriding yeah. the captain. There were a lot of people in high party positions. There were there were, were sensible. Both still products of the society, though. There still are, but he was, in a way, you'd argue he was more of a capitalist. He was money grabbing. Like I said, it wasn't proper communism. <laughs> keep flying that flag. That red flag. <laughs> keep it flying high. You know, that's my thought. I, I think it was, it was just a sad. A sad incident that one guy's ego led to something that could have wiped out most of you. I mean, you should never have, if never that had been really going build them in the first place. That's, if, if that's that, what I've yeah, done. If that had been going for a week before they sent the Soviet government sent someone to look at it, imagine how worse it would have been. Mm. Well, and that's just a week, and then you've got the, the couple of months where you've got to build that fucking sarcophagus yeah. and get those guys. I mean, look at the guys up there. Ninety seconds, hey. Get your homemade lead apron on. And get out there and shovel Men some radioactive graphite. Hey, by the way, a fireman picked that up earlier. Mm. Got the equivalent of 10,000 x-rays to his hand. Dead now. Yeah, he's dead now. But you've got to go mm. up there with some lead, a lead apron. That, well, by the way, you want it to cover your nuts when you go up there. You want to go as far as you can, to be fair, mate. Yeah. Get a shovel. Pick that up in the shovel. And launch it over the fucking side. Into the core. The exposed core, it's still exposed. Yeah. You've got to have, you've got to have, you've got to be Billy Big Bollocks, haven't you? I mean, ninety seconds. What if you, what if you trip over on the way back in? If only. What, what if you fall over and cut your trousers open or something like that? You're fucking dead. Mm. Well, and it's all down to that geezer. I agree. 
So I think I think we can, in conclusion, safely say nuclear power, possibly not as safe as they say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ego, um, ego shouldn't come into it whilst running a nuclear plant. Yes, ego. Dreams of promotion. Yeah. Not letting down your Soviet superiors. Well, you know what? I did like how they called everybody comrade. <laughs> Don't know what it was. Just something cool about it. Comrade. Well. Fuck that comrade in particular. I think yes. that, that was a pretty pretty extensive and quite informative for us. Oh, thank you. Some actual facts. I did, I did go to a rabbit hole. Well, we, we it's not often we talk about something that there's no denial of what actually happened. You know That's what true, I mean? actually. <laughs> so, yeah, I enjoyed that. It was really, really interesting. And seriously, do watch the show. I definitely intend to, because I've always been... I'm interested in things like this sort of human error disasters do you know what I mean like, yeah. no, well, I guess it is a morbid curiosity but it's a bit like what Mike said earlier just of like I can't fucking believe we're capable of this <laughs> but yeah awesome so what are we doing next finish on some weird news and full Alex woo well not finish on obviously that's something completely different uh, Alex would probably love it he it's probably would secret game well, Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Let's, let's do some uh, weird news. What have we got first, Mike? Alright, okay. From the Express. Not a credible UK paper, Woo! I'd say, but still. Nibiru, baby! Planet, oh, Nibiru was Planet X. Oh, no, Pluto's not a planet anymore. They've knocked it down, haven't they? Oh. Yeah. So, Planet 9 Breakthrough. Ooh. Astronomer reveals we know its orbit pretty well. Planet Nine is a theoretical world hiding somewhere in the region of space beyond the uh, oh God, Kuiper. Kuiper Belt at the far end of the solar system, believed to be the ninth planet from the sun. No one has ever seen Planet Nine, but the planet is theorised to be ten times bigger than Earth. An unseen planet this big would explain why some Kuiper objects appear to clump together as of experiencing the gravity of a large planet. Planet Nine was first proposed in 2016 by astronomers at the California Institute of Technology, Caltech, and direct observations are yet to be made. But, and here's the but, Caltech professor Michael Brown, who originally came up with the Planet Nine theory, is certain astronomers are not too far off from discovering the planet. And, in a shocking announcement on live radio, Professor Brown has revealed he's pretty optimistic about knowing Planet Nine's orbit of the Sun. Speaking to Linda Morton Howe, who I have heard on the Unexplained podcast, she's a uh, conspiracy journalist. Okay. You'd argue much the same as a woman on Joe Rogan right. of the week. Is she a... What was her name, Mike, just for the listener? Can mm. you remember? The woman we watched on Joe Rogan? No, I can't remember either. I don't think She's done stuff about Project Paperclip and aliens, all sorts, for the listener. Sorry, that's not very helpful, but... Yeah. Annie Jacobson was the... Uh, yeah. One we're talking about. You are either a conspiracy... They're a journalist who looks into conspiracies and approaches like, it with a journalistic approach. A bit like, approach. like me, a, a broadcast journalist. No, because she's made a lot more money out of this than you have. It's not about money. But then again, I also have to look at... They might pass themselves off as a, a broadcast journalist like yourself. I don't pass myself <laughs> off as anything. You would argue that they also have, make a very good living at speaking tours. 
Okay, all right, so, um, all right, all right. Okay. Which we don't. Cristiano Ronaldo is a footballer, yeah? He is. He gets paid millions and millions, he's a footballer, yeah? Well done, he is. Trevor fucking Donkey Toes, who plays semi-professionally for... Um, Market Drayton. For, yeah, Market Drayton, <laughs> right? In the fucking Why did you Midland combination. Yeah. The, Why did you associate Donkey Toes with Market Drayton? But my point is, he's a footballer, isn't Mike he? Mike shrugs. Is is fucking Donkey Toes a footballer or not? He is. And so is Cristiano. So you're you're saying to me because I don't earn as much money as her that my journalism is somehow less valid. No, Gads. What I'm saying is Fascist. you're you're less biased than her. A better broadcast journalist, you might say. Don't go that far, because she's got... She's, um, <laughs> That's what you're saying. You no, 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 no. Let me, let me finish. She's actually been a journalist. Like, an Ooh. educated... Someone who was educated oh, in journalism. Bias against your name. So as, you're uneducated. As you haven't done a degree in journalism. Hands up if you've been to university in the room. There's I two see two hands. hands. <laughs> One of them isn't yours. University of life, mate. And, <laughs> hands up if you dropped out of university. <laughs> oh, just the one up there. Just, just me. So I never actually passed, but they let me in. They might have let me in if I'd have asked. Probably would. You definitely could have got in if you'd have tried. My point is, I don't need a journalism degree, Ben. I used to, to be a journalist. The, I used to know I'd be on the piss for a year and <laughs> spent all the student grant. That's yeah. essentially what Duh. I do. Yeah. Everybody does that. Yeah, but I just, I'll never I'll never actually pass the first year. I'll just be too drunk. I think I was... Were we talking about... I did creative writing. I couldn't really fail. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. I picked a subject that I knew I'd pass. Yeah. Well, as I long as you had a spark of imagination, it was fine. Yeah. He has. Yeah, well, I'm he hasn't, but I yeah. think we were talking last week, though, when I said that... Because uh, I've got a fairly decent comic book collection, and it was... A massive part of it was funded by my university... Degree because I've never had, <laughs> I've never had internet access, like twenty four seven. There's a computer room downstairs in the halls. Like we didn't have a PC at home. I had internet, but only at college. So all of a sudden, I had a bank account with more money in it than I'd ever had in it at any point <laughs> previously in my life, and twenty four seven internet access. I fucking rent. I paid. I didn't buy a single fucking textbook. I don't think, <laughs> First year, I passed the first year, but it was it. I felt rich. I genuinely felt rich. I'd never had that money, much money in one go before. It was ace. I imagine you did some class A's. Actually, not at uni. I was purely weed at uni, and I wasn't as big of a drinker as I am now. Back then, as well, I just would. I would fucking listen to music and get high as fuck in my little dorm room. It was my first place that was mine. Yeah. Read my comic books. Ah. Thanks, government. <laughs> they paid I was just for that. for The Sims all day. <laughs> <laughs> the Xbox. They paid uh, for that. I was working. What a hey. schmuck. The <laughs> schmo you are. Yeah, it looks that way, doesn't it? Well, to be fair, I feel like the schmo every month. Maybe I, I should go back to uni now. Just quit my job and go to uni. It's what my missus is doing. Yeah, and it's like live in the halls. If, if it was free, free mate, I would. If it was free, I would. This is the thing. Can I live in the halls at 36? I'd be a fucking god. I'd be a golden god. Or the weird old guy. Yeah. The old speaks to creepy Who can still fucking out drink them all? I'd yeah, be a fucking they legend. All, they all eat kale and drink milkshakes. I'd be a jogging. fucking legend if a I do legend. this. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like, they're not like us. I'd they be a golden god, guys. A golden god. He's such a Luddite. 
Look at him, he's had 18 pints. Still standing, baby. He's pissed himself. And I don't give a fuck. I've never, I've never pissed myself. Just pissed in the wardrobe. Just pissed in the wardrobe and a tent. I've pissed myself and pissed oh, yeah, in pissed a wardrobe. Over, pissed over somebody in a tent. <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. It wasn't even sexual. <laughs> I'm thinking oh, yeah, seriously miscalculated. Oh, is he weird? <laughs> <laughs> the bed's pissing on. I was steaming. I was more drunk than I'd ever been in my life. I genuinely thought I was outside. Yeah, I wasn't even awake. I wasn't even awake, guys. I was sleep pissing. I've been there, man. I've been there. Sleep pissing. I did it in somebody else's wardrobe at a party. That didn't go down well. I bet. I think if it hadn't have been for... A good friend of ours, or a friend, someone we know in Coven, Mr. Finch. I was probably quite close to getting my head kicked in that night. <laughs> I was certainly thrown out aggressively, but I did also get laid that night. So who's winning? Did you, I tell you, you got laid first. I got laid before the pissing yeah. incident. Yeah, I left her room and went and pissed in the wardrobe of her f- flatmate, who was a large, angry man. Not so good. Yeah, it wasn't so good. But hey, what the hell? Anyway, my wardrobe. <laughs> next, next weird news. I don't think we finished this one. Haven't we? Oh yeah, what happened? Oh no, we didn't. <laughs> Fuck it. So Linda Martin Helm said, if we knew exactly where it was, we wouldn't have to be inferring. We just gonna look at it and say, look, there it is. So we don't know exactly where it is because all we know is long-term gravitational effect on these other bodies. We know it's all. Well, hang on, I'm confused now. What? If it's too massive, it destroys the outer solar system. If it's not tilted the way th- we think it's tilted, it doesn't tilt the objects the way they're tilted. So all of these details we can infer, infer from the detailed computer simulations we've been doing. So basically, they can see the impact of something out there on these objects, but they don't know what it is. Yeah, but it might not be that, it might be something else. Well, it might be, it might be a black hole. Could be. Approaching yeah. our solar system I rapidly. Can't see it. Yeah. Or Planet X. Planet <laughs> 9, no. Planet 9. Planet IX. Yeah, does he planet what? IX? Fucking hell, Planet IX. <laughs> you know what I meant, you pedantic <laughs> bastard? <laughs> Nibiru. Yep. The people who seeded us, our forefathers. Allegedly. We found them. Or they don't want to come back. Of course they fucking don't. Look at the state of us. <laughs> It's like if you had a one-night stand with some like real serious scally from the estate and impregnated her, you wouldn't go back very often to visit. No, you You'd wouldn't. You'd send no. the checks. If you get away with that, you wouldn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Basically, well, he thinks that it's seven times the distance from the sun to Neptune. That's pretty far. Yep. Because Neptune's pretty out there, isn't it? Pretty out there. It's out there, be I? Excuse me, sorry, I'm yawning. That's not a reflection on the company. I'm just fucking tired. But anyway, Nibiru, I believe, is real. And here we have the proof on Coast to Coast FM. Wow, Coast to Coast FM, known for its truth-telling. That's where Art Bell used to work, isn't it? Yeah, but he was also a little bit crazy, wasn't he? Murdered. Allegedly. Silenced. According to NASA... Took him him long enough, didn't it? (laughs) According to NASA, there is mathematical evidence to support the Planet Nine theory, but observations still need to be made. Well, if NASA say so... Well, send Space Force. Yeah. Maybe that's what... Fuck. Mm -hmm. What if... We know this is going to swing round again. Yeah. 
Trumpy baby. He's the only man with a vision to create a space force to protect us. And because he saves the world... What he... if Solar Warden isn't real? What if it's just Space Force? And because he saves the galaxy, he's given eternal presidency. Yeah. God Emperor Trump. Of the entire world. And apparently this could take between 10 and 20,000 Earth years to orbit the sun. What if it's meant to turn up again? That's what I mean. Yeah. Fucking All the ancient hell. aliens goes back to about 20,000 years. It'd be shit it? waiting for Christmas there, wouldn't it? Mmm. Hundred <laughs> yeah. twenty thousand years to the next one. Twenty thousand. Oh, twenty thousand. I suppose the songs wouldn't get on your nerves as much, would they? Yeah, a lot of songs. Because you haven't heard them for twenty thousand no. years. Wow. Yeah, but at the same time, you're like, wow, these guys are just banging rocks on stone bones on rocks to start with. Now we've got complicated symphonies. What a fucking. Do they know it's Christmas time? <laughs> oh, I just, <laughs> this is in the bear room. <laughs> I just genuinely hope that the certain songs are never made it out into space, and that is one of them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. What if Umbop no, went into space? There won't be snow in Africa this Christmas. That's because of the fucking climate, Bono, you prick! Not because they're fucking poor. And also, they don't. Because it doesn't snow! And also, they don't know it's Christmas time. They don't give a fuck. Christians, you prick! Exactly. They know I don't know. No, no, it's Christmas time. Give me the fucking money. Plus it does snow in Africa. On the yeah, mountains. On the mountains. Yeah. I mean, All not, right, not, science not, boy. Not, we know what mountains not where, are. The, not where there's drought and famine. It doesn't tend to snow. Yeah. You knew what I meant. Again with the pedanticism. <laughs> and I know that's probably that's not a say word. It. <laughs> anyway, that's to be factually yeah. correct. Damn it. Oh well, these science officer. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Got to get. If up. we've got to maintain factual <laughs> we might as well pack the mics away <laughs> close the laptop and in full Alex yeah okay moving on woman felt like Shrek after lush bath bomb turned tub into black swamp you know you, you know we used to have a lush in the town centre and mm. for, for anyone abroad who hasn't got a lush in their town they used to sell bath bombs and what is it, what soap is it? soap and vase you had to crawl past Lush mm. on your hands and knees like you were escaping a fucking tower fire. <laughs> you just couldn't breathe and you walked past the place. And how the fuck the people worked in there, I've no idea. Mm. It was quite sickly sweet. What happened to Nicky? Nicky. <laughs> they had a campaign to get about um, animal fighting. Mm. And it was like animal fighting, it was a big logo and there's two hairs boxing. Mm. And I had a friend who worked in there and said, so... See the animal fighting thing? I'll give you ten quid on the lion. <laughs> Tinger down well. Tinger down no, well. Yeah, it's a hippie company who employs hippies. Yeah. Uh, so Pretty much, actually, yeah. It is. What happened to her then, Mike? Nikki Kinge from Southampton was left horrified by the gunge, but insists it left her skin feeling super soft. Oh, well, that's a bit all like right, my then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, fair enough. It's how you look so youthful. You've been spunk on your own spunk on your face. Well, <laughs> as you claim to be youthful, obviously. It, but... It's it's fairly easy to come in one's own face. <laughs> you lift your legs up. It's better than the foreskin of babies. Yeah, exactly. We better fucking clarify that joke just in case new listeners. Some fucking weirdo people buy this skin cream that does literally contain. Uh, 
No, babies. remember they were having it fucking tattoo needled into their face. Oh yeah, it wasn't cream. Liquid eyes, wasn't it? Yeah, they were like dipping, the, getting the old shading tattoo gun out mm. with the four needles on, dipping it in the foreskin. Kate Beckinsale, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, and then jabbing it into your face in a series of micro injections. Yeah, she rubs baby dicks on her face. You get not him? me. I just come in my own face. Okay? <laughs> it's completely different and a lot less perverse. <laughs> No, that's all I'm saying. Oh, fair enough. Sorry, Mike. Please continue. <laughs> Within seconds of stepping into the bath, Nikki realised she had mistakenly picked up a jelly version of a usual bath bomb and watched in horror as she was covered in black, gelatinous goo. Wow. Like venom. So what's the difference between um, what she picks up and what she usually has then? I don't know, but it was thick and slimy substance that dripped from her fingers and felt it and left her feeling dirtier than when she got in. Horrified by the gunge, Nikki lasted just three minutes in the bath and was forced to splash the product off before hopping into her shower downstairs to get clean. Oh, I just popped the downstairs bathroom. That does look a bit like the old Venom stuff. There is though. a picture. It, yeah. it, is. it looks like cow shit. It does, actually, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't look good, does it? No. I don't want to get in looks, it. Her skin looks very soft in that picture. Yeah, it's done wonders for her. Well... She feels a bit like Shrek. Oh, Funhouse. She references Funhouse. There's a whole lot of prize to be won. Funhouse. (laughs) It's a crazy, wacky show. Something. 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 Prizes to be won. Funhouse. Funhouse. You need your body and your brain if you want to play the game. Funhouse. Yeah. Prizes to be won. It's a real crazy show where (laughs) anything will go. Pat Sharp with the two twins. Pat Sharp. Yeah. You know he banged them two twins. Let's <laughs> say two twins. They just used a set of twins. He rocked a mullet in half, didn't he? He had the best mullet in television. Oh, I bet he's had heroin now. <laughs> no. Huh? No, he's cut the mullet. Last time I saw him, actually... Oh, this, hang on. Oh, never mind. Never mind the Buzzcocks. Oh, okay. It was, it was a music quiz on British Time and BBC. Mm. It's not on anymore. Basically, they had Jedward on it oh dear they were just getting laughed at and Pat Sharp's in the audience <laughs> and he was like alright <laughs> and they're like oh, fuck you so one of them he must have been invited as a guest by yeah. one, of them, one of the guys on and they kicked Jedward off the thing <laughs> sent them to the crowd and got Pat Sharp in because yeah. he was a DJ one he as yeah, well Pat uh, Sharp so he kind of knew a bit about music they were like well, these two are useless can we have Pat Sharp <laughs> and he was like yeah I'm surprised he wasn't gobbled up by Operation U-Tree. Well, how old are them twins? <laughs> I'm just helping down the slide, yeah? Hey, well, I want to have a thing said about Pat Sharp. Okay, I'm sorry, I'll take it back. He doesn't touch kids. Oh, can we call the piss break? Yes, we can. Thank you. <laughs> right, so the last bit of weird news for this evening. Gaz, this one's for you, mate. Oh, dear. China clones Sherlock Holmes police dog to cut training times. Wow. Okay. Should we just pronounce that as Kung Sun? That's very good, actually. Yeah, I think you might be right there. Kung Sun was cloned from a police sniffer dog in Beijing, but cost of process remains an obstacle. Scientists in southwest China's Yunnan province... Jesus, I'm slurring. I've had a beer. Province reportedly cloned what they call the Sherlock Holmes of police dogs in a program they hope will cut training times and costs for police dogs. 
the dog named Kunsun. Kunsun, what did we say? Kunsun. Let's call him Kunt for sure. No, it's not. I like it. He's a dog. Go on, Kunt. Well, it's like an English cunt. A good cunt. No, he's you know I mean? Kunsun. Oh, he's a bit of a cunt, but he's, he's alright. No, a bit of a cunt. Kunsun. He's alright. Alright. China dog was cloned <laughs> from a police sniffer dog by the Beijing based biotechnology company and the Yunnan Agricultural University, Yunnan. With support from the Ministry of Public Security, the state-owned tabloid Global Times reported. They're hoping to make it possible to achieve volume production of cloned police dogs in order to significantly reduce training times. The company's deputy general manager, Zhao Jinanaping, told the Global Times, but he added that cloning costs remain a major obstacle. So are you telling me it's cheaper to just train them? So just, just train them. Probably, but you have a you, know you have mean? quite a high washout rate. Police dogs, yeah. you have to rehome them. Fucking pig dogs. Um, oh, they just <laughs> dogs doing what they love, man. Fucking, fucking stitches, not stitches, snitches. That's what I mean. They are, but that's just the system they're in. I mean, they just they're just doing what dogs like to do, which is sniff stuff. Stooges and the man. And they get rewarded when they find something. You I can't know blame it the works. Dog. I know it works. Can't blame the dogs. I know exactly. How it dogs works. are innocent and all this. They're tools, man. They're unwilling tools, are like us. Tools of the man. Exactly, they're like us. Fascist dogs. Even the dogs are being exploited under capitalism. Don't like police dogs. I don't like them when they're chasing me. Exactly. They're fine when they're not. Um, None of them ever chase me. Well, training one of these little bastard dogs usually takes about five years and costs as much as 500,000... Yuan? 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 500,000 of Chinese money. That's a lot. We're so professional. I know. <laughs> I thought it was the yen. We're incredible. I thought China had the yen. No, that's... Um... <coughs> Japan is Japan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. The paper did not say how much a clone dog would cost, though. South Korean scientists created the world's first clone dog in 2005, and two years later, the country began employing cloned Labrador retrievers to sniff out drugs for the customs service. China Daily said. Now I've got to go back a bit and say I am a dog lover like you, Ben. So I don't really hate police dogs. But I just think this. I know you got to think of the future, but it's like, well, if it costs more to clone them than it does to train them. I'd, I'd stick with just training them. Yeah, but does there's mention... going to be a point when that technology becomes less expensive and, surely you've... and more perfected. Yeah, so if you've true. got the Sherlock Holmes of dogs... But surely you've you still got to train him. him. You have, but I suppose the genes in him, he, he'd be a little bit more intelligent, so he, if it's a direct clone, he would pick mm. it up faster than And who's to say that every clone is the same? Mm. That throws up a whole... Mm. And whole another question. But with the cloned ones, so you've got to pay to clone them and then still pay to train them, just maybe train them less. Train them less, I think, would be the idea. If they're all, if they're all direct, if they're all exactly identical copies, mm. but then again, you've got to look into upbringing as well. Does that mm. affect them? Of course it does. There's certain environmental conditions that will affect a clones. So it's that, vital. Again, I like it's vital. Well, exactly. If he has exactly the same conditions as Sherlock Holmes' dog, it then should all be as good. It should be, in theory, as good. But if it isn't, if it doesn't, then it's not going to be as good. I would say maybe to the Chinese. Maybe Sherlock Holmes' dog mm. had his parents assassinated by a rogue other dog and had to track them down himself, mm. and then he became the world's greatest sniffer dog. Basically, Who knows? Basically, it's like starting from a, a more, like a better blueprint. Mm. Yeah. Isn't it? I think that's the best yeah. way to describe it, actually, yeah. You've got this nice little blueprint on the side, and you're like, right, well, I'm so going to build the house. Mm. You know, but you've got more details on that blueprint. Yeah. Kind of, you know, rather than some shitty 
blueprint you just found the street. My advice to the Chinese government would be, don't fuck about with clones, cloning dogs. Just doing what you've always done. I know it takes five years, and you might not get one as good as Sherlock Holmes' dog. Um, but just yeah, do it the old-fashioned way. Don't start cloning dogs, because what if weird things start happening? Yeah. You know. Two points, though. I'd like Sherlock Holmes' dog to be a German shepherd in a deerstalker hat. With a heroin addiction and a mate <laughs> called Watson. Possibly. He's a com- his little Labrador <laughs> buddy's called Watson. Little, yeah. And if his Labrador buddy isn't called Watson, I want to know why. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'd have Sherlock and Watson immediately. Of course. Hopefully, mm. Sherlock Holmes' dog plays the violin and mm. takes mescaline. Mm. And Watson talks him out of his suicidal depressions and takes him out to the world's greatest sniffer dog. But if this mm. technology becomes more available and without getting too sentimental, I would clone my last my last dog quite happily. But then would if you? If it became affordable, I'd clone my last dog. Would you be happy looking into the soulless eyes of the clone and seeing the deadness behind? Depends them? if it looks soulless or not, doesn't it? It's probably gonna. I don't know. You imagine it'll be exactly the same. It'd be weird though, wouldn't it? If you clone the dog, but the mm. dog's got a different personality. Mm. Well, well, it's sort of nature nurture. Yeah. If yeah. it has the exact same experiences as the dog it was cloned yeah, from, then it should possibly, turn into. It? Exactly. It would turn into the exact same dog, but you can't guarantee that, so it's never going to be the exact well, same can you, dog. Have you got. Are they being bored, quotation marks, or are they popping out the tube at. Whatever age you want to be. Well, the way it works is they with that personality and that imprint. They implant the fetus. Well, is it something in genetics? I don't know. It's it's the consciousness, isn't it? Mm. Fuck them anyway, pigs. Either way, I still clone my last dog. Yeah, I I, I guess, but it it could be a cunt. It's not really. And if it's a cunt, then it's gonna sour your memories of the the good dog. Mm, I don't know. It'll be all right. (laughs) You'd be fine. Plus, I think it's healthier just to let go and go through the process and start again with a new dog and not just be such a, you know... Maybe, but he was great. Yeah, I'm not saying he wasn't. Anyway, fuck the... And he, was only, he wasn't even six, so he didn't have, he didn't have a good spell. You know, the five years, I'm going to be happy. Well, give, me his, give me his full span. Let's move on for the tragedy of lost friends. and uh, That's why I'm a twat. And move on to the, uh, <laughs> the tragedy of... Of Full Alex, Alex Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so it's time to play Full Alex, where Mike will find us a couple of random weirdos on the internet and then put them up against the arch saint of insanity himself, Alex Jones. And remember, it's alright to go a little bit, Alex. Quarter Alex. Half Alex. Three quarters is pushing it. <laughs> but never go. Full Alex. Yeah, don't do that. Were you trying to get crazy with this thing? Don't you know I'm local? Right, so who's up first, Mike? Hello, man. First up, Michael Fazio. Heard that name before? Yeah, heard him before. Yeah, in his weird, creepy workshop that hasn't got any. Oh, do you see the guy kept going on about about Jewish people? No, he's going about the dollar bill, and he wants to make that film. That's it. That's right. But he's featured twice, and in one he was going on about Jewish people doing something. He could have done. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a fat, shirtless man. He reminds me a lot of Danny DeVito in (laughs) in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. (laughs) He does. I just know what it is about him. He just does. Yeah, so bear in mind, some of his videos have got a million views. And we haven't. 
Well, no, no, That's no, incredible. Not yet. Wow. Before I start the video. So, so uh, what's Michael Fazio saying, Mike? He's talking about cosmic consciousness. Right. This will be interesting. Ladies and gentlemen and children of the planet Earth, you all know me as Michael Fazio and all my people that I grew up with know me as the crazy guy from Howard Beach. But what you don't know is why they thought I was crazy. Since I was a child and stabbed to death and actually died on the operating table and wow. saw this vision of this, what I call the council, a dozen or so men in high wooden pews standing up with robes over their heads where I couldn't see their faces but I could hear their voices inside my mind. I told this story to Dr. Sirota at the hospital on Linden Boulevard across the street from Times Square store and he told me it was a dream and I told him it wasn't a dream and he explained to me it was and kind of left it at that because in 1970 no one knew what an out-of-body experience was. However, I did experience this counsel. It explained to me that when I came back to life, if it was my choice to come back to life, that one day I would have to make it a promise to do the things necessary in order to change the world as much as I possibly could for the better. And I asked it what it was that I would do, and it explained to me that I would know when the time came. However, many years went by, and all I really got involved with was the fact of the out-of-body experience and the psychic world. And during the course of the time that I spent training to learn how to move into and out of the psychic phenomena world, I met a man named Zolar in my dreams, who used to teach me how to do things like building a boat in the dark without a ruler and without pencil. I would just look at the boat from my basement and, and then cut a piece of wood without making any marks on the wood itself. Just pick a piece of wood up out of the pile, put it on the bandsaw, and cut it. And when I got outside to the boat, the compound nature of the cuts would fit precisely into place. Now this I did without a pencil, without going to the boat, which was 60 feet away, without looking at anything other than a blank piece of wood. Now, you say that's impossible. I say that's becoming one with the universe. It happens to people on occasion. It happens to people for a moment. They remember it for the rest of their life. I spent a year in that state of consciousness, during which time I met a fellow named Norm Tolson who guided me to further and higher states of consciousness. Now, I'm not in that state of consciousness any longer. But what I learned in that state of consciousness is that the universe is vastly superior than anything the average normal person can possibly comprehend. He's just mentally ill. He's a really good carpenter, though. Well, what I've got boots there, don't I? Well, actually, what I would. Without a pencil. That's his superpower. <laughs> what I would suggest uh, to this man is that. He tried his little right-wing stick when he was, I'm going to quote him, uh, I'm sure he said, uh, dirty kike bastards, if I remember. In I his last he said that. I'm pretty sure he did. And in fact, if you go I back... Use I'm, that word. I'm pretty sure he did. He Zionist, used, I think he used. I'm pretty sure he used a very derogatory term for Jewish people. Maybe. And he said it a lot, I remember it. 
now he's you know what that wasn't getting me anywhere so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to switch to some UFO happy clappy shit and say that I was abducted and he never said abducted well, well, a near, a near death, death when I was stabbed to death and then came back <laughs> hang on so you weren't he, stabbed to death clearly on. he was stabbed to death as a baby did you say baby? he said as a baby stabbed to death as a baby they brought me back on the operating table. It was his choice to come back. Yeah, so when he was a baby, he can remember what dreams he had when he was a baby. Right. He met someone called Zolar, mm-hmm. who taught him how to build a boat in the dark. <laughs> now, the thing is, I'm coming to... A, I've been a bit of a detective now, and I'm trying to do a few conclusions. This man, he held up his business card, and it said, kitchens... To, so this guy's a builder, or a carpenter, or something. Yeah. And he must be fairly good, because... He's got a house. Do you know what I mean? He's got somewhere yeah. to live. He's got a he's... basement to record his batshit insane yeah. videos on. He's earning money. So my point is, this man outside of his videos probably just has a normal... He's the eccentric builder, you know. Um, I wouldn't either. Couldn't I wouldn't want to speak to me. You know when you have someone round to do work? Yeah, and they right? talk. And they want to talk to you. You wouldn't want to meet this guy? No. I would wouldn't love you? to get, I, would, I would have a session yeah. with this guy, is it? I love no. people like this because he could, he'd be it's a kook. Yeah, no. because he'd be fine for ten minutes until he had a few beers <laughs> and joins. The next thing you know, he's off on his fucking racist little rant. You'd hate him. That's it. That's him for the next three hours. Well, he's nuts. Look, he's a fat twat. I think he's just <laughs> you're pissed off that he's got so many more views than we yeah. have. <laughs> just for being kooky and batshit insane. He's your he's your run of the mill. Bargain basement conspiracy theorist. Look, in the background, we can see him on the TV. I know. That's what bugged me the most is the fact that I was watching him in the TV in the fucking background. The TV in the background, he appears to be pointing out where there's owl shapes in the sort of Washington map. You know, he's your bug standard. One minute it's dollar bills, then it's still. Oh, but he's a fucking lunatic. He's no different than us. He brightens up the he internet. Is, he I is like this one. several steps ahead of us. <laughs> I mean, maybe in a couple of years we'll be like this, but like, not as racist. I, I, but even so. I like the fact that he's got like the Italian American accent. You know, he's like, yeah, I do conspiracies on the weekend. I whack a few guys during the <laughs> week, you know? He's cool. I like oh, him. He's a fucking knob. He's cool. He's a I think knob. he's interesting. I'm actually going to look up Mr. Zola when I get home. Make Leona watch some of his videos. <laughs> and she'll tell you exactly the same as me because she's actually quite sensible. <laughs> I guarantee you, she turns oh. his gas, he's a fucking knob. I've seen this. This guy. This yeah. is oh. epic. I've read the headline, but I didn't watch the video. I read the article, didn't watch the video. Okay, let's. let's. So, what? Well, televangelist can't defend his private jet in hilarious and awkward interview. Who is he? Do we know? Forget his name. He looks pretty wild-eyed. He's unhinged. I forget his name, to be honest. Anyway, but he's a televangelist, and he was the guy. We've talked a bit about of news, him. yeah, about him in the past, and he he wanted a jet, didn't he? Private oh, to, jet. S- to stop. He didn't want to fly on planes because they were demons. Full of demons. Full of demons yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's being challenged on it. So he fucking should be. Isn't it true that you want to fly commercials so that you can fly in luxury? How much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream jet, for example? Well, for example, that's really none of your business, but... Isn't it the business of your donors? Listen, I paid. (laughs) You kind of caught me off guard here, okay? 
Thank you, Lord. Help me. Just, let, let me pray. Well, let me, let me just ask you a really simple question. A lot of people think it's unbecoming for a preacher to live a life of luxury and to fly around in private jets. What's your response to that? Very simple. It takes a lot of money to do what we do. Without the airplane that we have that I bought from Tyler Perry, and I didn't pay anywhere in Tyler's one of the greatest guys. He made it. He made that airplane so cheap for me, I couldn't help but buy it. <laughs> My question then, well, well, okay, all right, but I want to get to the demons because people are very concerned about that comment. Get a chance here inside the bishop. I love your eyes. Again, getting back to the comment, Whoa. you said that you don't you like to hear eyes. commercial because you don't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. Do you really believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers. Can you explain what you meant by that? That by that term, then just just explain because it's really simple. You said you didn't want to get into a tube with a bunch of demons. What did you mean? You think that people that fly commercial are demons? Give me a chance to talk, sweetheart. I'll explain this to you. But it's a biblical thing. It's a spiritual thing. It doesn't have anything to do with people. People, I love people. Jesus loves. People. People get pushed in alcohol. Do you think that's a good place for a preacher to be and prepare to go preach to a lot of people when somebody in there is dragging some woman down the Nile? It, it made me so mad to see that on television. I wanted to punch a guy out myself. I can't be doing that while I'm getting ready to preach. So you just don't like to be around the sinful people or the, the hurtful people. Is that what you're saying? Not the people, lady. To those critics that say that a preacher should not be living a life of luxury, what is your response to that? They're wrong. That's it? The Bible also says that it's more difficult for a rich man to get into heaven than it is for a camel to get through the eye of a needle, correct? The rest of the scripture. But he said... All things are possible with God. Uh, wow. I'm sorry, but you know, I'm not a fan of the old reptilian eyes fucking conspiracy on you. You see his fucking eyes. He looks like a demon, doesn't he? Yeah, fucking, you know, I've I've mocked possession in the past. Mocked it ridiculously. As a complete and utter batshit sidetrack to Christianity. But you know what? If anyone's possessed, it's that fucking dude. Because... <laughs> His face, he's... Oh, man, it's... Do you know what he reminds It was, it was like he was switching back between personalities. It reminds me... I think he's got multiple personality disorder. Of a very, like, think of a movie. Think of a cliched, evil, southern preacher. Yeah. Just think of a cliched, yeah. evil yeah. character yeah. and the, the guy... Um, Leonardo DiCaprio in, in, in Django. Yeah. There like, you go. Cliched, southern, southern gentleman. Creepy, southern gentleman with that accent, but, like... He's just a cartoon villain. <laughs> yeah. But he's got, to be fair, he loved. He got happier when she asked that question about the, the eye of the needle, and he was like, ooh, gotcha. Yeah, he, like, he knew then, yeah, yeah. He's got his response there. That's All things are possible with God. That's, yeah. his, that's his gag clause, isn't it? Of course it is. Well, I he don't knows, blame him. He, he knows. Look at fucking Jesus. He didn't hang about with the millionaires and the billionaires. No, he was with 12 dudes in the... In the he he hung about with the poor, didn't he? Yeah. I don't blame him, Mike. I blame the people giving him their money. I want a career in this. I'd love it. 
He's obviously one of them mega church preaching yep. people. And I'd hate it because I know I'm lying to mm. people. And but think, uh, well, you know what? They just throw in like a fucking hundred books in my collection plate at a time. And have to buy a fucking. Uh, and, he, and he despises them so much; doesn't want to be anywhere near them. Yeah. Wants his own private jail. I'll be near with the scum. And that's it. Oh, and I saw a bloke. He, 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 that's the best of it, though. He's like, oh, you mean people are drinking on the plane? I'm trying to get ready to preach. Well, where should we be preaching? Should we preach to that bloke who's getting drunk and telling him his, his ways exactly. are wrong? Should we want to help him? Yeah, because you only you only want to help him when they're throwing a hundred books at a time on your fucking collection plate, yep. so you can afford your private jet. And but, then the creepy "I love your eyes" that he said to oh, him, trying to disarm. No, his, him. his own eyes were mm. going fucking reptilian at that point. <laughs> and he says, "I love your eyes." It's almost mm. like he was. Oh man, he's possessed. I'm telling you, if there's a thing that's possession, <laughs> he's possessed. Well, fuck he's it. certainly got multiple personality disorder. Who's well? I know who's next. Let's get on to him. The Don Juan John of fucking lunacy. Oh, well, second bloke's winning it. So far, been a classic, Alex. And he proclaims his hate for coyotes. Looks like he's crying. <laughs> oh, he, he cries. Okay. Roll over and cry. Like in all the movies, the guy comes in with a knife and the man or the woman goes, No, don't kill me. And like, Somebody comes in with a knife. I'm gonna say, nah! I just literally go, I mean, but it's just, see, that's because I'm a maniac, ladies and gentlemen. That's because I'm a maniac, a maniac. No, I'm not. I'm red-blooded. I'm red-blooded. I'm ready to light a bunch of torches up and go running through the woods, running after mastodons to run them off a cliff and eat them. Those <laughs> red meat, and that's why I'm free. Nah! Light the fires of liberty. Nah! We're coming to the castle. <laughs> I mean, they have taken your humanity. I mean, these people fall down in front of coyotes that are eating. Coyotes have never eaten people. Not in recorded history with the Native Americans or the settlers. Coyotes didn't eat people. Only wolves would go after humans. That'd be a human alone if the wolves were starving. In deep winter, if wolves are starving, they will try to eat a man. They know we're tough. They gotta be starving to try to go after a man. Starving to death. Now, everywhere you go, Everywhere you go, I see signs up on the green belt. Where's my dog? Where's my cat? And uh, I'm like, I saw some, I saw some coyote crap down the thing. It was a dog bone, so it ate your dog. Of course, I won't tell him that. He walked the hiking bike trail, and you can see the coyote crap of people's cats and dogs. I can see cat bones, uh, part, partially digested cat skulls, everything. And these people have signs up all over going, where's my doggy? Where's my kitten? It's not on the news. They're eating everybody's dogs and cats. I had coyotes coming out by my house trying to eat my, uh, eat my French bulldogs. Which <laughs> I just went out there one night with a double-aught shotgun, baby, left some meat out there, and it was, they're dead. Tough little buggers. I found someone, <laughs> one time I shot a coyote in the head. A large goblet, I mean, almost a handful, probably half its brain was blown out. Let me guess, he never found the body. Yeah, I, I doubt that very much. He's never shot a double shotgun thing. <laughs> no, he probably, he probably has shot a double barrel shotgun, but never, never an animal. Well, actually, he probably, he probably has shot a deer or something. I, I bet imagine. coyotes turn up at his eyes, he calls somebody. I'm more impressed. Well, actually, see, I'm a bit of a dog breed snob. Mm -hmm. 
I think that if you're a man, you should have a man dog. Is that because you're deeply insecure about your own raging homosexuality? <laughs> no, it is not. I'll just put on my psychologist cap for a moment. No, I think that if you're a man, you should have a dog that is a bit more... Could be a female dog. It's the breed, you're more oh, manly. Oh, you're allowed girl dogs. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah oh, girl okay. dogs. I had a rotted bitch, she was lovely. But if you're a guy who's claiming to be as angry and manly as Alex Jones, yeah, you probably shouldn't have French bulldogs. But French bulldogs are expensive as fuck, so it's like a status thing, isn't it? He's showing off. Yeah, I got a two grand. Oh, so now he's showing off that he's mm. part of the elite that can afford a two grand dog. Well, yeah. For a fashion statement. So that's contradicting himself. No, he's wealthy, but he's not the elite or the globalist scum, is he? Well, that he so hates. I think he is. I think... Based on his choice of dog breed? I think you've just admitted to being gay. I don't. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, listener. Jesus, I'm woke. It's okay to be gay. No. I think Ben's not woke. That wasn't very woke. <laughs> I think if you're a man... Mm. There's no way on earth, for example, I'd, so, have, I'd, have a, I'd walk a poodle. Well, why not? It's a bit of fucking shit dog, isn't it? Is, is a woman allowed a, quote, man dog, then? Yeah, of course, if they want to. I'm going to say it's personal preference. <laughs> yeah. well, if I'm Alex Jones, I'm pretending this red-meating individual, French bulldogs are not the dog I'd have. I, I get I'd have, of, I'd have a couple of fucking Dobermans. I see your point, but I think, you know, French bulldogs, I think they're a couple of grand in English. Yeah, they might be many. expensive, wonderful, so, fantastic, they're expensive, they're fucking inbred, they don't live very long. Well done. Yeah, you just contribute to a... a, a a breeding problem amongst the French bulldog breed. What ben, ben, you can hate his dogs all you want. He's still more successful and wealthy than we'll ever be. Yeah, there is that. Sink it, rock water, Alex. But he also, you're skipping out. Let's. I don't want to focus on the fact that Alex revealed he owns French bulldogs. I want to focus on the fact that he said he would chase mastodons off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, with fire, two torches. Yes, yeah, so he can yeah. eat them. Yeah. I love the bit where he said. He was impatient at the woman going, oh, where's my dog, where's my dog? <laughs> and when he uh, said... He, he I just saw some Cody crap over there and he had yeah. dog bones in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and was it a half-digesting half, cat skull so He it. wants me to believe that a coyote's anus can pass a half-digesting <laughs> cat skull. Yes, apparently it can. Uh, He's... Oh, fuck. Right. I still go for the second guy. Let's go through him. First guy, Michael Fazio. Yeah, he's just a lunatic. He's, I, I think he's just trying to be as weird as he can to get views. That's why I like him. He's harmless. No! He's oh. eccentric. Oh, he's eccentric, but it's not for likes. It's not for likes. He's not going for likes. He's doing it for the views. He's and talking money. bullshit, isn't he? He is, but we have to look he's, at... Think about what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, but I sense an underlying... I don't he believe in this. He can build boats in the dark. Hmm? He can build boats in the dark. Yeah, but maybe he went... <laughs> he, if he is just skilled carpenter... If he is... Oh, right, let, me, let me throw you a theory out, okay? If he's such a skilled carpenter, right, he goes out, he puts the next piece of wood in, and he, he just visually fucking measures it up because he's a skilled carpenter. Yeah, but he says... he's like, oh, I went out there and it fit well, well done. Ah, but he said he was in that heightened state of consciousness, but he's not in it anymore, he said. No, oh, well, He's gone back to being a shit carpenter. So yeah. basically, <laughs> he can't build a boat anymore. Not so the I, I want to see the boat he built. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> built a boat and dock. All right, let me see it. 
It's like you go out. He so didn't that, say it works, did yeah. he? <laughs> That's another valid point. He didn't say it fucking floated. I mean, I could build a boat in the dark. <laughs> Me too. I could build a ship boat in the dark. But exactly. I can't guarantee it's going to float. Look so, at these glasses, Ben. For the list of I know, he's, he's doing wrapped, that for effect. He's, he's wrapped a pair of glasses in, in like... Tape? Uh, gaff, not gaffer, um, like masking tape. And he's just doing uh, it for effect to look a bit more crazy. Exactly. He's wacky. Oh, he's, mad me! He's da- he's fucking Dan DeVito in Sunny. It's always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's who he is. I like him. This guy is fucking. Has got either got, he's either possessed or he's got multiple personality syndrome. Televangelist. Televangelist, whatever his name is, he wants a private jet. Do you know what I'm doing right now, Ben? He already has eighteen thousand five hundred and fifty-six subscribers. Yeah. I'm about to become hey. number eighteen thousand five hundred and fifty-seven. Woodwink to buy an angel. Michael Fazio. If you want to subscribe, listeners, just to wind up Ben. Let's get <laughs> how him, about let's get gas, him up to twenty thousand. Gas, how yeah. about we tell people not to subscribe to him, yeah. but to subscribe to us. Not subscribe as to funny. both of us. Not as funny. <laughs> and both of us. Both of us is better. Which okay. you can do on well, Facebook, which is going to the ball in the post of the apocalypse. Which Twitter like- Apocalypse Ball. Solo Award of Music on YouTube. Um, Why is it on YouTube? Pocket's Ball. Pocket's Ball. Look at that as well. Look at it. It's fun. Well, his most recent video is titled Seven Secrets on Dollar Bill. Yale Skull and Bones. Owl on Dollar. He's an old man that found fucking YouTube. He's a treasure trove, mate. Once you delve into that, yeah. he's brilliant. He's I'm nas- sorry. I'm, so, I'm still going for Televangelist. I'm still going for Televangelist. Um, that's just insane. What, what he? Oh, it was just the face he pulled. It's got to be leaving in possession. Well, I'm voting Michael Fazio this week. Right. Well, I'm going. I'm going to Angeles. I don't think. Have we got a split decision? Will Gaz vote Michael Fazio just to annoy me? No. I'm. Mm, I'm going to try and give an honest answer. I think. Mm, it's got. To, I think I might have to go with the preacher. Just because it's insane for him to even attempt to justify his position. Yeah. Plus, he looks fucking creepy when he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Mr. Fazio, he is mental, but I think in a sort of armless, you know, you know, the type. You know, he probably... He probably goes to festivals and tags onto groups that he's not friends with. Oh, yeah. And they think he's awesome for a while, but by, like, hour five, they're actively trying by to... Hour five, this year, by hour five, he's, he's like, I'm just going to turn a jack up because anyone want one. <laughs> And you're like, no, dude. And he's right. like, well, meet me here, yeah? And yeah, then you, and you then move away. Then you move away. You never go near that spot again yeah. for the entirety of the festival. You stand somewhere else and you hope you never see him. Yeah. So I'm going the preacher, man. Preacher wins it then? Wow. I'm not the fucking Ian Hislop of this game. I never fucking win, but today <laughs> I have. There you go. That was a Have I Got News For You reference for anyone listening abroad. It's a Chris Show, the other, the other team captain, Ian Hislop never wins. Right then. Yeah. We well, did it. thanks for listening to uh, our Chernobyl special. Woo, that was good. I think we're fairly factual. Yeah. A bit about my massive cock. You're <laughs> two massive cocks. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Four balls. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavour aid and don't join a cult. I've been Gaz. Free Biff Tannen. 
Bye. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. How's your Jedi training going? Going well. Fantastic. Stop question too. <laughs> <laughs>